I used to produce movies. One critic called them European. I thought they were shit. Bullshit! We do not make B pictures here at Capitol. So it's kind of a psychic political thriller comedy with a heart. But it doesn't make any sense, okay? It's fucking stupid. Okay, there actually has to be something that happens that's actually funny. Now, what is the one thing if you put it in a movie, it'll be successful? Tits. That is funny. <laughs> I can take you through it step by step, explaining why your story stinks. But I won't insult your intelligence. There ain't no goddamn taste. Ain't no goddamn motion picture. Why are you still in character? You ever you ever drink maple syrup? Drink it? Yeah. No, although I mean, like, I don't think so. But I would like if someone if my parents told me like, no, actually, like when you were five, you like just like would just guzzle maple maple syrup. I believe that. That's some shit a child would do. <laughs> well, try an almost thirty-two year old adult man. That is also unsurprising. Well, because it comes in like the little flask. You know what I mean? It's kind of it like comes in the little flask. It comes in the little flask. Like real, like no, it comes in like a little glass. Like it's made for those are made for. It, com like, it comes a little fireball. It does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did you did you see that it, like fireball is actually cinnamon flavored malt malt liquor? It's not actually whiskey. Are you kidding? Me? No, there's apparently zero percent whiskey in fireball. It's just like malt liquor with cinnamon flavoring. That, in it. that makes. So much sense. Yeah, that makes it's also so funny thinking about all the white women I knew. <laughs> I had a friend in college who his move at every party is he would just bring a thing of Fireball and drink the entire thing. That's and like it was, like, I don't know how you're dead. Like I still kind of don't, but it makes a little more sense now. Yeah, exactly. Still, yeah. I would say problematic. <laughs> it's absolutely problematic. No, I, 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 I remember because like when did they start coming off with those like little Fireball shooters? Like the the airplane bottles? Or? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, but they oh. just sell like gas stations in Virginia for like yeah. ninety nine cents. Yeah. yeah, I remember seeing those for the first time, and it was after I quit drinking, and I was just like, I would be dead. Like if that was an option, if I could just on the go get, like, but that makes sense now why they can sell it there because it's not whiskey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean that that is like, like once I heard that so much clicked into place because yeah. you just be like at a grocery store, I was like, what do they have? Fireball. Yeah. Why are they allowed to... But it's, it's also like... It says on the label, whiskey. It, does, it, does. it, doesn't, it, it does. doesn't say like whiskey drink yeah. or like any of the like clever little language loopholes you would expect. No, they just say they were... It just says Fireball whiskey. But apparently everyone knew because they were selling it at places where you're not supposed to sell whiskey. Everyone did not. I do, I, I do not know anyone who knew this. But no, no, no. no Clearly no, distributors. Like, exactly. They were all in on it. And you, they were, you know who was in charge of you this You know one. who was in charge. It's the Irish, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was good. No, actually, no, the okay. Irish would be so bad. Okay, hold on. Um, to bring this slightly more towards um, towards film. So, obviously, in in the five months since we last recorded, mm -hmm. it's been a minute. We've both been a little busy. Mm -hmm. I have seen a lot of movies. Mm -hmm. So, we're not going to be able to do a, like, at least complete, like, what have you been watching? Mm -hmm. It would be very funny if we tried. It would be just a so seven-minute episode. Yes. But... <laughs> um, one of the movies I saw was the most recent Kingsman movie. Oh like, my god, the no, you Kingsman. 
Yeah, yeah, the one. Yeah, the go the ahead. World War One movie. Yes. Which there's there's a lot that's very, uh, I would say, interesting about that movie. I, I literally had to turn it off halfway through. I was like, I can't, I can't. Dude, you missed a lot. So, <laughs> it's, I mean, it's just it's one of those, like it, it, it really feels like simultaneously like a great distillation of the way that like you know, sort of franchise extended universe like thinking has driven studios mad yeah. in that they're, the, the point of the movie seems to be to like be an attempt to launch like a crimes against humanities extended universe. <laughs> like, they, like they literally like have Hitler drop in in the end, like midway in like a stinger sequence halfway through the end credits to like, no. to, like recruit, to Hitler recruits Lenin, like Nick Fury showing up to recruit Iron Man or something. No. It is the funniest no. thing I've ever seen. No, but it doesn't happen, it's, Rob. Yes, that, it's Stop. on YouTube. Look it up. It's so funny. I'm um, going to look it up. Oh my God. But, um, but okay. No, actually, I got that a little wrong. It's, so a a, sh um, a shadowy figure shows up to recruit both Hitler and Lenin, saying like, "You will be my left hand, and you will be my right," which is so funny. But one of the things that is truly great about this movie that is truly just like galaxy-brained, like you are some kind of like true savant to come up with this particular take, um, is that you know it's a film that posits that all of history has in fact been guided by a shadowy cabal looking to promote their particular sex, um, sect, C-E, or S-E-C-T, okay. not sex, their sects, their faction, their, their ethnic groups, like particular interest. We, and they've done this, you know, um, by wielding, you know, um, hidden power, little levers of influence in all the different nations of the world. I'm so excited. And Matt, I would like you to guess what what ethnic group they have attributed this uh, sort wait. of canard to. Wait. Is it the Irish? You're so close. <laughs> it is Scottish nationalism. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like World World War One was engineered by like radical Scots <laughs> to like to try and break up the British Empire. <laughs> That's another incredible thing about the movie. Like, it's just there's so many like insane decisions made. Like they, like the movie opens with like them, um, like uh, during the Boer War, okay, and like and, you know, them, like dropping in like it's a little Easter egg. They're like, oh, this is actually the like they're visiting like a pow camp and they drop in like oh this is actually the first concentration camp yeah oh but it, i saw that part it's yeah. treated in the way that like you might note like oh this is actually the uh original ant-man <laughs> <laughs> but, but, it's and the, they give the heroes the mission of prolonging world war one yes which yeah. is just truly like chef's kiss brilliant i love it, it. it yeah, no, well, it's like that incredible Wonder Woman thing, right? Where they were like, where I know like there was Wonder Woman there, just like, really, oh yeah, we're fighting the evil Germans. But it's like, World War One is the funniest war to do that to, because it's like... I mean, yes, like, not not great, the the German Reich under Kaiser Wilhelm, yeah, but also... Of course, yeah, but... So, like, it's, it's a real, like, it's hard to, like, when you're fighting on behalf of the, like, <laughs> British Empire. It's exactly. a real, real like pot yeah. kettle situation. Hmm. hmm. I don't know. Hmm. <laughs> well, we're, we're certainly so much 
better. We're so much more tolerant than the than those They're like dastardly Huns. A couple hundred thousand Bengalis. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a bunch. Yeah, and also, yeah. Then you have the French there, and these like, yeah, yeah. These poor Algerians being like, "What's that wafting over towards us?" <laughs> like, we need to defend. Just we need to defend the innocent Belgians. <laughs> No one mentioned the Congo. <laughs> the Belgians have done nothing to no one. But yeah, no, yeah. apparently, like, blaming the Jews for all of the, the wrongs of history, it's a smokescreen. It's, <laughs> it's been the Scots so, the whole it's time. The, it's the socialism of fools. It's been, which is so funny because, like, the reason why I guessed Irish was because I was like, okay, so they're not going to say Jews, right? No. But, but, but I was like, well, the Irish, like, there's been, like, a long history of Irish resistance and nationalism, you know what I mean, right? So it was like, maybe, like, that's, right, you know, and especially against the British Empire, like, the, the Scots is the funniest fucking one. Yeah. That is the funniest, because, like, what, what Scottish people try to do that now, where they try to be like, oh, yeah, we're also, like, we're also, like, under the, like, the English... Yeah, I mean, there's that whole long... It's, it's a great monologue, but, the, the like, the whole long monologue in Train Spotting where the guy's been, like, talking about how, like, you know, I, I don't remember the exact phrasing, but how, like, you know, we're the... Um, the worst thing you can say about the Scots is we were conquered by the English. Look at, look at who beat us up. <laughs> no, also, also then... Which is not even really how it went down. No, not at all. No, they, like, they... they they married in, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and also, I'm sorry, the fucking Scots have been used, were used throughout the British Empire to assert British imperial will. Yeah. Like, in every, yeah, like, who who did they send to Ireland to put down the Irish? Who burned Quebec to the ground? You know what I mean? Who, who went, who did they send it's to an, Africa? It's an overseer saying, slavery's been real hard on me. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's, it's literally an overseer saying, saying, hey, you know, we were victims of slavery, too. <laughs> uh, also, fun fact, the first actual concentration camp was actually done by the Germans in Africa. Predates the Boer War. <laughs> so, wrong again, Hollywood. <laughs> I can't remember which ethnic group they did it to. Uh, I forget. I, uh, I want to say... What did the Germans have in Africa? They had it, it was, I think, Tanzania. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? <clears throat> like, like, okay, obviously, or, okay, listen, colonialism is wild. But can you imagine, I'm sorry, can you imagine if there was just, like, a place in Africa where they just spoke German? Oh, uh, there's a whole subplot about this in um, Gravity's Rainbow about, like, <laughs> like, uh... Tanzanian. I, I think that that's that's where I, I think you're right. Uh, there's it's like the one colony German had was Tanzania, and you know, unsurprisingly, did not treat them very well. Nope. Um, no, they did not. No. Which is a sort of surprisingly not. Surpri I mean, it's it's surprising in a good way, but surprisingly significant subplot in Gravity's Rainbow about like Tanzanians who were like brought up by the SS, like SS, <laughs> like crack troops, like. <laughs> Or, like genocide orphans raised by the SS. It's a, it's a, I, I, it would take way too long to explain the whole, you know, whole backstory of the Schwarz Commando, which is what they call them. <laughs> no way. But yes, yeah. But That's incredible. So it's, it's a weird book. It is a weird book. And it's one of those books that I'm like, I know I would probably like 
finish it and like have like tears coming down my face and just be like, what a beautiful thing. But I don't, I, I don't know if that's the exact reaction. You don't, you know, well, neither do I, it's, because I've looked at it. I'm like, that's a book long. I, there are certain books that <clears throat> call them murder weapons, right? Where yeah. a book is long enough that you could kill someone with it. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not reading that. Dude, I mean, it's the kind of book where like, it's like, you'll get like 15 pages of like the most like, um, just heart-rending description of like the Tanzanian genocide randomly. Mm -hmm. uh, and then like, as just just as many pages just describing like the internal mechanisms of like the v2 rocket so and i mean, then he had autism right yeah, yeah. and then and then like 15 pages like a, another 15 pages just describing like the nastiest orgy that you've ever <laughs> ever read about and like all of the characters are named like sprite zero <laughs> it's it's a weird book it's a book you can tell was written with like yeah. just like with like uh, an interesting cocktail of, like autism and LSD. I, I tried to. I tried. So my favorite book is Slaughterhouse Five, which has nothing to do with Gravity's Rainbow, but it's both I, about World War Two. Yeah. Okay. Weird postmodern books about World War Two. Yeah, yeah. 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 But but I tried to explain the Trophimadorians. What? What? Tra yeah. Trophimadorians. Yeah. 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 To like Emily and like the whole idea of of like of their perception of time. And so I tried to explain that to Emily, and I just wanted to have that. I just wanted to give that to you, mm -hmm. you imagining me trying to explain it to her. And I'll never forget her face at the end of me trying to explain it. And I think she just kind of went like, what? And I was like, <laughs> Admit, you got to read the book. <laughs> it's a good book. Uh, yeah, Human Zoos. Anyway, hello and welcome to... You're going to hate it for the first time in many moons. Many moons. Uh, this is a film podcast where we give each other movies that we sometimes think that the other one is going to hate. Like sometimes. Sometimes. We really kind of got away with, I don't even know that. why we say that anymore. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just, because otherwise I'm like, I don't know why it's called that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a really, yeah. And I'm yeah. too lazy to bother renaming it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to hate it because you're going to look <clears throat> at it and see four hours? Yeah. 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 Anyway, I am Rob. I'm Billy Pilgrim. That's so stupid. That's such a bad joke. I'm so <laughs> mad at myself for that. I'm Matt. I'm Tyrone Slothrop. Yeah, yeah, that's not a that's not a that's, that's the sort of main character in Gravity's Rainbow. <laughs> oh. I'm 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 Odipedia Mass. <laughs> read read about three pages of that. Yeah. 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 I love starting books. Oh, say that name for me again. I don't think you got that all the way right. You kind of you kind of took like Oedipo, which is her name, and added a weird Wikipedia. Is it not Odipedia? I think it's just Oedipo. But it starts with an O. Yeah, like Oedipus. Why you look? Why would you name your kid after Oedipus? You know, Matt. I don't think that was his primary concern. <laughs> that would be my concern when you listen. You got to do listen when you when you have kids. You got to think. What? Yeah, Oedipus Mass. Okay, so uh, I'll, I'll admit, you can't do an Odipedia to that. That doesn't make sense. No, you're just, you're just inventor of Wikipedia. Wikipedia <laughs> Max. Max. Yeah. Well, do you know that there's like a flame war on Wikipedia over, like one of the most controversial ones is over what to call corn? What do you mean what to call corn? Well, because there's all the people that are like, that's maize, mm. right? Because corn is like a specific thing. And then there's the entire country of America being like, we grow most of it, and we call it corn. So I don't know what to tell you. That's I don't look at barley and be like, oh, look at that corn. 
All right? Mm-hmm. But so, yeah, I think the maze people have won. But it's... I mean, they're, they're probably right, too, but also, you know, fuck off. Well, it's corn. That's not... That's... I don't know. Anyway, um, yeah, no, I love drinking maple syrup. I take nips off of it all the time. It's so good. I put it in everything. Maple syrup is so good. And scene. Takes 30 <laughs> liters to make like a quart. It's insane. It's so much sap. I had forgotten that is how we started. <laughs> I know, yeah. I wanted to bring, yeah, it's called a callback. Anyway, yeah, so we, so we assign each other movies. We've, you know we've, we've talked about that. Aaron, yeah. Aaron knows. Aaron he, knows. I think he might still listen. Aaron knows. Alex, eat it. <laughs> he, Alex definitely doesn't listen anymore. But never know. I don't know. Who knows? Never know with um, <clears throat> Nina listened to like 15 minutes. I was like, that's interesting. That is, that is, that is, that is what we call the girlfriend share. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. The girlfriend will listen to 15. She was like, it's so nice that you have that. <laughs> yes. That's what Emily said when I told her about the plan. She was like, I'm so glad you and Rob have this Thanks, babe. I love you, too. <laughs> it's our club. It's our... No girls are allowed. No, no girls are allowed. Well, except for that one time. We don't have to talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jared really wants to do another one. Actually, he's probably going to be mad when he finds it. He's going to which no, makes he, it all the sweeter. Yeah, he makes. He asked us both about it the last time. Yeah, but the last time he asked, he was like, "I'm going to pick both movies." Yes, <laughs> I was like, "Okay, Jared." Yeah, okay. I don't know when this became your club. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Did we invite you to the club? No, <laughs> no. What's it called? What movies do you think you would pick? He told me it was. Uh, I don't remember what. One of them was The Silence of the Lambs. Like, okay, that's okay, a yeah, good that's movie. Uh, I don't... I, and he also tried to pick, like, a you movie. I don't remember what it was, but I remember being like, that's, yeah, that's also a fair pick. Wait, The Silence of the Lambs was his attempt at a you movie? Yeah. I mean, that's a good movie. It, no, it, it is a good movie, but, like, that's not... Like, like this didn't start out for you to pick The Silence of the Lambs, the <laughs> incredibly successful and popular film. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, like, so, like, I need to enlighten yeah. you to existence no, of The Silence of no, the Lambs. Honestly? No, you know what I want to do? What's if that? we do it, I want to make him watch The Turing Horse. <laughs> That's what I want to do. I want to make him... No, we're going to make him watch Satan Tango, the seven-hour version of The Turing Horse. <laughs> That's right. By that Hungarian Bellatar. Bellatar. Yeah. Anyway. First and last name. Yes. When is that Tar movie about a Hungarian? Uh, I think she's supposed to be like ethnically Polish. I, I mean, they don't get they don't really get into it. That's not really the point. I mean, she's American. But I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's a really good movie. It was my favorite movie last yeah. year. You know what's so funny? I, I probably told you this, but in my great grandfather's memoirs of living in the old country, he just referred to all non-Jews as Russians. <laughs> He just assumed they were all Russian. Fair enough. He didn't know that there was a difference. There's, the whole world is Russia. Exactly. What a, what a, I think there are some Russians who might agree with that. Yeah, no. It's when you see when you see like like uh, like YouTube com or YouTube comments about like the natural borders of Serbia. It's like just all of Europe. <laughs> did you see? Did you see? I'm sorry. There is that there the horrible Baps account on Twitter. Uh, put out J.K. Rowling's uh, the map she put out for the different houses or yes. the different schools. <laughs> yeah, but like 
the like canonical like wizarding schools yeah. in in the Harry Potter universe, and it's like in- England is the only one that gets its own. Like everyone, everything else is like yeah. an entire continent. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, no. England and I, no Ireland gets to go to Hogwarts oh, as true. well. Yeah. Well, yeah. I th- I'm sure she considers those to be one country. Exactly. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then, but, then, but all, there were a lot of like great like retweets of that being like, you know, I. <laughs> I, I know the school that has like China, Korea, and Japan be popping off. <laughs> no, Japan got their own school. Oh, Japan, Japan get the... gets their own school. No, no, China and India are in the same school yeah. that they just called like school number ten. Yeah, a lot, like, so yeah. a lot like several of them just had like numbers. It was like school number nine, school number ten, and some of them like, I think it was the Japan one. The the, the literal translation of the name was just like Magic House. <laughs> <laughs> What though? You want to know what? If the Japanese had a wizarding school, it would be probably called, like, called like Magic House. <laughs> she threw that through Google Translate one thousand percent. But no, no, but like, but like they, like one of the schools was just like, like, like it encompassed all of the Balkans. Then <laughs> <laughs> the other one I saw was just like the Israeli and Palestinian students. It was, just, it was just the whole Middle East. The whole no, it was the whole Middle East and North Africa. Africa. Yeah, so it was yeah, just yeah. like no, like the Middle East in the broadest, broadest sense. sense. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh my God. The only other thing that would have been the 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 only thing I wish she had done was I wish she had just had Algeria specifically be part of like Beauchamp, like the French the French school. <laughs> 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 I, we need, we really need to get started in a second, but I do, I do want to note that like there was the, the Harry Potter video game that came out recently. Oh yeah, that, yeah. Like I, I have not. I, I I almost clarified I haven't played it, which is an insane thing. That have to, I don't need to clarify that. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> apparently, the plot is like you are putting down a rebellion by house elves. <laughs> you literally like putting down a slave revolt. Like, I could be wrong about that. I haven't played it, but that is how I heard it described. I mean, listen, as a Bonapartist, I kind of get it. <laughs> yeah, the Bonaparte's best move was Haiti. Yeah, exactly. It's one thing people, I don't, I don't know about like, yeah. breaking up the Holy Roman Empire, Empire. but Haiti. Haiti, mm, that was great. Yeah. Yeah, oh man, yeah. Well, Rochambeau that, did nothing wrong. No, not one, not we, one that is. thing. Parody. That is absolutely. <laughs> Wait, is the French school here? No way, it's named after him. No, there are two Rochers. <laughs> okay, good. Okay, for, a the, hot, yeah, no. for the hottest no. second, I was like, "Wait." No, it's it's like it's yeah yeah. Like, I know it's a name. Two like, but there are like two famous Rochambeaus from like about the same time period who were like truly just like white hat, black hat Rochambeaus. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the man, the man, the man, the French were like. Whoa, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that, man. Right, so um, uh, that's the podcast. That's the podcast, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, so our um, <laughs> transition away. We went from like maple syrup to the, to the Haitian Revolution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, man. So we should probably actually get started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about, let's talk about so, your so our, movie. Our, our first film is my film. I, which, I remember this yeah. time. There you go, because sometimes you forget, and it's been like you mean half a year. Every so. time yeah. I forget, yeah. this is the first I've ever remembered. So the first film we will be discussing is the uh, <laughs> Iranian film Close Up from 1990, directed by Abbas Kiarostami. Roll the trailer. Welcome back from the trailer. You clearly wanted to say something right before we broke that. What did you want to say? Man, Farsi sounds wild, but it's like beautiful wild. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, 
There's like, some languages you hear and you're just like, no way. Yeah, like, uh, well, I'm not going to specify one because there's no way to do that and not sound racist. <laughs> no, no, no. I, <laughs> Go for it, Matt. I do, remember, I do remember on one of our, I think it was Dogtooth, you were just like, man, Greeks sound crazy. Greeks <laughs> do sound crazy, though. It do sound crazy. And not, I'm like, this is what all those smart guys were talking like. Stupid as shit. No, the coolest one, though, I did hear some of those click languages from Africa. Man. Okay, those I, are hold, cool. hold on, hold on. <laughs> I forget There's, what they're called. I don't. I don't care, like, how complimentary you're about to be. We can't start off with those click languages from Africa. Well, there are a few. <laughs> right, There's so, more than what I was trying to be <laughs> politically correct. Like, uh, like, Hosa? <laughs> yeah, 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 but it's not even because they're, like, like holes. Yeah, you know, Matt, you I didn't that. attempt it for a reason. I was trying to, <laughs> well, like, I know I can't pronounce it right, so I was just going it's, with sort of the the closest accepted Western pronunciation. I, I, I watched this dude speak, and, like, and also there are, like, three of them, like, in, like, a like a 10-kilometer radius, and, like... What? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like three just, of what you, Matt, oh, you, you those like click languages and like 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 there's so many of them and like they and like so many of them just speak all these and it's insane. Man, this it's is so this cool. is the fastest the segment has gone off the rails. Like, I literally didn't say anything other than like the movie's name. And you were just like, let me just play my like jack of tens of you know like semi-intentional racism. Ja- I said jack of tens. Like, you did say jack of tens. Yeah, that's not like, a card. But you know what? So I'm the one who sounds stupid. <laughs> it's the stupidest thing that's been said so long. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm going to... I'm gonna. <laughs> White boys shocks. White boys shocks marketplace. With Shh, shut up. Shut up. <laughs> it doesn't mean trying. Okay. So. <laughs> Let's just start. We got the... We got White the... boys starts race war. <laughs> That's all. All race wars have been started by white boys. That's the... <laughs> is there is there anything more dangerous than a white boy trying to feel himself in in Africa? <laughs> all right. So we you got through you got through literally one good sentence. You're like Farsi is a beautiful language, and then it was just immediately like let me let me I got, let me hit the afterburner. <laughs> but so, so let me, I was actually, I was actually going to build off of that original statement. Yeah, Farsi is so beautiful. Yes, so it is a beautiful language, and <laughs> there's no way to pull out of this death spin. But we're going to try. <laughs> but like, you got it. But you know, I did my my usual my usual thing. And I, I did like I didn't do quite as much research on this as, as like I normally do. I didn't take any notes because I was just like, you know what? It's been five months. I really just, I want to hang out. I want to have yeah. good times. So we're we're just gonna see how this goes. You yeah, know? we got but, some Thai food. It was nice. Yeah, we did. We have we've had a nice evening. So we've far. had a lovely. Evening. But I did watch a a like commentary track version of the film, and like they pointed out that like in Iran, like there is like and which and this is gonna be like I think a good starting point for a discussion of this film. There is like a real culture even among like you know the working class people we wouldn't necessarily think of like being you know um into like sort of higher higher minded like art mm-hmm. that, like but like in iran that is like something that is like very common like it is like you know they were saying in the the commentary track one of them was like a there are two people on this it was a on the criterion channel one of them was a 
Kiarostami scholar, and another one was just sort of a general Iranian, like from Iran, Iranian film scholar. Mm-hmm. And they were both sort of talking about how, like, um, um, that it is common for, like, even, like, working class people in, like, Iran to have, like, lengthy poems, like, memorized. That, like, <clears throat> you know, um, that you know, they said that, like, poetry and art is almost more of the religion in Iran than Islam. That's, that's a, and like, that's a big know, order. Yeah, because, I mean, they're pretty into Islam. They and, love Muhammad there. I mean, it's complicated. Yeah. So I think, so, to like, but I, I wanted to like make that point because it built off yours, but I also think it is going to be relevant to this story about, you know, a working class person's obsession with art. Mm-hmm. But like, I do want to, you know, sort of do our usual thing and zoom out a little bit before we, yeah. we dive into the specifics. And so first talk about sort of Iranian film generally, because mm-hmm. like, <clears throat> I think it is, it would be surprising, I think, to a lot of Westerners to learn that Iran has like a thriving and flourishing film industry. Yeah. Like a, like a long and storied one too. Yeah. 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 Um, that was surprising to me. I literally did, went on like a whole Wikipedia thing after watching this because I was like, what? Yeah. Because yeah. I hadn't fucking heard about any of this. Yeah. Um, so Iran has one of the like the world cinema's like foremost like film cultures. Mm-hmm. Um Going back to like, um, you know, starting in the 60s, um, but like really actually flourishing it to its like fullest expression after the revolution. Yeah. Um, where, yeah. Um, I think I think the, the, the director, the, it, it's Kiarostami is the director, right? Kiarostami is the director of this film, although as we'll get into, yeah. another director, Mohsen Makhmalbaf, yeah. actually is a character in the yeah, film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's an actual director. So this is... This is a movie that's like kind of a documentary. We'll get yeah. into specifics of that. Yeah, later. but I was trying to remember one of them. I want to say it was Makhmalbaf was like actually a part of the revolution. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and we'll we'll get into that in a minute. But yeah. like, um, so um, after the revolution, and like eh, we can do like a. I know we love talking history. We can we do like a, we can do history. a brief little like Islamic revolution oh, corner yeah. here, which was like. Um, like the, the revolution itself was like a, um, in Iran was like a, an immensely popular yeah. revolution. Like, and not, not necessarily like pro, like we want to establish a theocracy. Yeah. But like the Shah of Iran was just so like, just just like a, like an all timer five tool player, like just fuck up as a ruler. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, by the end of his rule, no base of support at all. Yeah. Like, yeah. Deeply oppressive. Yeah. But also just like ineffectual. Yeah. Deeply corrupt. Yeah. Um, like normally, like a ruler will find like some leg to stand on. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know. Like Franco is Spain, right? Yeah. 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 Like Franco, very oppressive, but like, but like, 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 life wasn't total hell for everyone under yeah. Franco Spain, you know what I mean? Yeah, and people chafed under the oppression, but you could still do the, like, well, the trains are running on time. Exactly, and yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Shavaran hit, like, none of those. No, no, so, no, no. The only thing people ever could point to is, like, well, there were miniskirts, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's the only positive I've ever heard anyone talk about, like, the Shah period was, like, yeah, you could, like, get drunk and there were miniskirts. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But, um, and so there's, you know, um, and, um, the Ayatollah was, you know, um, a, a, 
an important like lightning rod for the opposition, like a, a symbolic figure just because he was, you know, sort of the most famous dude who was like publicly against the Shah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, but like, wasn't necessarily like, people weren't, nece- again, weren't necessarily clamoring for theocracy when they were like, you know, yeah. engaged in this revolution and like using the Ayatollah as like a symbol of it. It was more just like, Hey, this this is the like most famous dude who hates the Shah, so we're all kind of into that. And he kind of like intentionally played this game of being very coy about what you know his like post revolutionary role would look like, what he what kind of ideal society he might necessarily want to. Yeah, like he. I don't. I'm not a an exact expert in um, this period of history, but like from what I've read, like it, he played like he. I mean, he's also a dude who like published a book outlining like. Here's what I think the ideal society should look like. But like played it a little coy in terms of like whether or not he would be leading that potential society. Yeah. yeah. Or whether he'd just be like the lightning rod. Because yeah. I mean, like you said, like there was like a ton of opposition mm-hmm. to the shot from like almost yeah, from like like you know, from like an Islamist perspective, but also mm-hmm. like there was like an Iranian Communist Party. Yeah. You know from what like I mean? All ends of the political yeah. spectrum. Yeah. People were like, fuck this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, even like liberal Democrats basically. Like like yeah. there, there were yeah. And so what happens is after the Shah was overthrown, there was a, a referendum on whether or not people wanted to establish an Islamic Republic, mm-hmm. um, which uh, passed with like, it was like 90% of the vote. And like, normally when you see that, it's like, hmm. raises some suspicion. But like, yeah. this is one of those cases where that might have not been a fake total, just because mm-hmm. they were very vague about what that meant. There was yeah. no real consensus. Like those are, it's kind of like if the American government was overthrown and there was a referendum on whether or not we wanted a cheeseburger paradise, it's just, <laughs> you know, it's just like, I, those are two words that I like, yeah, like, love that. you know, yeah. Islamic Republic. Cause I mean, it's, it's a culture that's, you know, it's overwhelmingly Islamic. So the kind of just sounds like, you know, yeah. so the, the liberals <laughs> saw the Republic part and were like, I don't know what mm-hmm. Islamic Money. Republic means yeah. necessarily, but I'm in favor of a Republic. So I like that. And yeah. conservatives saw the Islamic part and were like, sure. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, exactly. It was the kind of thing that everyone could kind of just like shrug at and be like, yeah, I mean, sounds good. And you haven't really given me any details what that looks like. Mm-hmm. And then obviously established like, you know, a fairly conservative yeah. theocratic system after that. Yeah. Um, but like part of what I like about Iranian cinema is just a reminder that like, you know, People live there. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know. Um, yeah. It's, it's a thing to remember about, like, any, you know, right? Because I think, like, you know, like, we get, you know, told about, like, a lot of societies that are, like, you know, enemies of America. Yeah. You know, that, like, that, like, you, like, 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 you have people just, you know, that it's, like, 1984 or something like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right? Like, the Soviet Union, everyone wore, like, a gray jumpsuit or something like that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And, and in Iran, they make everyone go to mosque every day, even though Friday's the main one. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, yeah. But you know what I mean? Right? But it's, like, no, like, people just live normal fucking lives, hang out, you know, date, like, smoke cigarettes. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, like, like. It's smoke a lot of cigarettes. I really want to smoke a cigarette the whole time. Yeah, this, yeah. this is a movie that makes smoking look yeah, really yeah. good. But 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 yeah, but no, but like people like under any sort of society can just go about and live a normal life. Yeah, and I mean, which is not also not to say that like I would want to live in that society yes, myself. Exactly. And like clearly, you know, even just in the past few months, like people in that society have been expressing a lot of mm-hmm. very understandable disdain for the way that yeah. society is run. Absolutely. But, like, um, yeah, yeah. It, but like, it's also you know. Again, like, it's just like you were saying. Like, I like watching movies. It's just You see people, like, going about their lives in these societies anyway. Because, mm-hmm. you know, we all have to thread some sort of needle of discontent and oppression in any society. In any, yeah, in, I mean, in any way. And, I, you know, 
it, it, it is nice to see a perspective that is like, that is like, that, that, that is both, that, it, that feels so real. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. That, that, that feels like, that, that doesn't feel like, because I want to say like, that doesn't feel like there's any propaganda, which it's like, listen, all right, absolutely. This was screened by someone and okay. You know what I mean? But yeah. like, but like, I don't know. That's like, I don't like, it, it, it's one of those things <clears> that just kind of reminds me of just like, people are just doing stuff everywhere. Yeah, I mean, um, and the like, the level and type of censorship is like ambiguous and also not always as high or as strong as you would necessarily think. Like, yeah. The sense that I got, and they, they got into this in the commentary track, is that like after the revolution, like the first few years, it was a pretty strong crackdown. Like they weren't even really sure. Like, do we think that like movies at all should be like? Yeah. How does that fit under Islamic law? Yeah. And, like, yeah. Yeah. Portraying people. Yeah, yeah. And there were like, um, you know, there, there was like a famous like arson attack against a movie theater mm -hmm. that probably wasn't perpetrated by the state, but was certainly, you know, by like hardline Islamic ele elements. Yeah. yeah. Like a lot of people died. Yeah. Um, like yeah. shortly after the revolution. Mm, um, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like, but, but like we've watched a lot of like Soviet film and I feel like that definitely had way more of like. Of like a, uh, you could feel the heavy hands. You could feel, you could feel, you could feel like someone being like, okay, we're we gonna put in, you're gonna put in some pro-Soviet stuff. Yeah, there, right. And like, it doesn't seem the sense that I have gotten is not so much that there are like mandatory, um, like pro-revolutionary messages in the films. It's no. more that like sometimes they get a little iffy about the way things are portrayed. Like I got the sense that like. Or just from the the description they got that I've gotten this commentary track, some of the other stuff I've read is that like for the first few years after the revolution they were very particular about the way women were portrayed, mm -hmm. like they didn't want women to look too attractive on film. Mm -hmm. But then also then like after a few years they're kind of like oh, I don't know, yeah, you know, and that like you know for a while they had a very heavy hand to the, the extent that like whether or not particular films should be released was like debated in parliament. Mm. Um, but, like, also, like, on the whole, like, kind of, you know, ease off after a few years. Yeah. And, like, um, and you can see in, like, the 80s and particularly in the 90s, there's this huge flowering of Iranian cinema. Yeah. Um, that is, it's not propagandistic and it doesn't even feel particularly um, messed with. Like, you know, yeah. I'm sure there are red lines <clears throat> the same way there are you know, red lines in the U.S. They're mm -hmm. not put up by yeah. the government necessarily, but, you know, just by corporate interests. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The only way we got a movie that was even, like, slightly pro-Viet Cong was uh, we made them we made them blue aliens. Uh, or yeah, or floppy-haired Americans in Star Wars. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. so funny that George Lucas's goal with Star Wars was to make a pro-Viet Cong film. He's, he's, he's one of the coolest men to yeah. ever live. But, yeah. but, 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 yeah. Which is also not to draw a direct equivalence between the Iranian government and the U.S., but, like, just to say that, like, even under these conditions, like, artistic expression has been able to flourish in certain directions, yeah. you know? Yeah, and, like, yeah, yeah. Which is also not to say that there aren't hard lines, like, um... You know, there have been Iranian directors have been arrested, like even just within the past few years. Mm -hmm. Like uh, Jafar Panahi, who's a very, um, uh, like one of these like Iranian new wave directors who like sort of pushed Iran to the, the forefront of world cinema in like the 80s and 90s, has been under house arrest for the few years, yeah. for the past few years, and, like, yeah. unable to make films. Um, yeah. And, but like at the same time, his son, Panah Panahi, actually made one of my favorite films of last year. Hold on. Real quick. 
I might be getting his name wrong. Give me one second. Also, I, I love that. I love that they just got fellas named Jafar over there. That's pretty cool. It is cool. But yeah, Panah Panahi. All right. Which, yeah. Just, I'm sure. It, I'm sure in Farsi it makes sense. <laughs> but, but like he, he, that's like Dougie Doug. You remember Dougie? I do Doug? remember Dougie Doug. But I'm trying to finish Sorry. my point before we talk about Dougie. Before we remember some guys about <laughs> Dougie Doug. Make your point so, about Persian cinema. So like Jafar Panahi, like very noteworthy director, but like also got a little too political and like has been under mm-hmm. house arrest for the yeah. past few years. Yeah. And kind of like the real Jafar. Yes, um, but like his son, <laughs> the real Jafar. Yeah, so we're gonna we're just gonna move past that one. Please let me finish like, getting to the same point in the sentence, and you keep having another like diamond thought. But <laughs> but uh, his, you know his his son made uh, one of like. <clears throat> Um, made one like was not affected by this house arrest and made one of my favorite films of last year which was a movie about a draft dodger mm. um so like you know you can make movies that like toe up to the line of like yeah you know criticizing the regime and it's just it's the line seems kind of blurry and it's definitely yeah. there but like you can get away with with some stuff and then like another one of my favorite iranian directors Asghar farhadi has you know made films about like his most recent film was about like you know, poverty in Iran, not like explicitly like anti, uh, anti-regime or anything, but like, you know, and has made a bunch of films. He's made films about like, not exactly critical of the Iranian justice system, but mm-hmm. like tone up to that line. Like, right has like kept like, was for a while kept being able to make movies. And then just recently after the release of his last film was arrested on charges of plagiarism. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, maybe that's real. Maybe it's like a, you know, yanking the leash. You get arrested for plagiarism there? In Iran, apparently. Uh, that's, they're very serious but like, about it. I mean, it, if you look at that level, you could look at it as like fraud, I guess. Or, yeah, yeah, I or, guess. Or yeah. even like intellectual property theft. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, but yeah, yeah. So, so there's still these like realities of like, of like, of like, okay, so like Iran isn't like, uh, you know, huggy, feely, like, yeah. like, hey guys, you know, we're just over here having an Islamic Republic and chilling. It's like, no, it's still like, is what it is. But. Yeah. So and the, the sort of broad point I was making is just, you know, when I like 15 years ago, when I first encountered the idea of Iranian cinema, you know, just sort of based on the, the notions of Iran we had, you know, sort of carry around as Americans, I would have assumed that was either like non-existent or like purely like yeah. long live the Ayatollah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. The, the answer is much, or the reality is much more complicated. Than yeah, that. yeah, yeah. That it would just be like all those movies the Soviets made during World War Two. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About like, yeah, yeah. But about like, you know, like, um, I don't know, like the sieges or something like that. Yeah. Like, Whereas, yeah. you know, in reality, it's, you know, again, it's it's not like free of restrictions and those restrictions mm-hmm. are, um, you know, can have much, you know, like, again, like there are lines you can cross in America, but like there's a difference between like in America, if you, you know, you, you might just not get to make another movie. Whereas yeah. in Iran, you might spend some years in jail. Yeah. yeah. Know, so it's like, I don't want to draw any like false equivalences. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we had our period of like pretty strict. Uh, censorship but like a lot of that was i mean like uh, like the 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 blacklist did have serious consequences yeah. people did spend time in jail over that stuff yeah absolutely you know, you know yeah yeah but like but like that was like but that feels like such like a relic of the past like 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 to imagine an american director like suffering like criminal consequences for a message in one of their films is like is is unthinkable 
You know what I mean, right? Well, I mean, um, there's just an incident uh, this year where uh, um, I have not seen the film because almost no one has seen the film, but uh, I think it was at some festival, someone uh, premiered uh, a film called The People's Joker, um, where they were, uh, they're a, um, a trans filmmaker and sort of used like, under what seems like it under like, you know, reasonable interpretations, like pretty clearly like parody law, like used the, you know, the character of the Joker to, I, again, I haven't seen the film, so I can't speak that specifically to it. The people who saw it at the festival were like, you know, pretty universally, like, uh, pretty universally praised it, but like, you know, used the Joker to tell some sort of, you know, trans story. Mm-hmm. Um, like, again, like intending to use it under like fair use parody law type stuff. Oh my God. I know. But like DC came down on them pretty or and Warner brothers came down on them pretty hard and like prevented the film from getting screened other than this one time at the festival. And mm-hmm. like, they might've like, I think that the charges were, or the case was eventually dropped, but like, you know, for a moment there was like, you might be facing at least some civil consequences. For yeah, this. yeah. 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 Because like that is, that is where our censorship comes right. from. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, but, um, but yeah, no, but, um, but so, but so I think, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to talk about the movie. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so to speak more, a little more specifically, let's uh, about Abbas Kurastami, who's sort of, you know, if, if you're going to pick a leading light of this sort of, Iranian new wave of the like 80s 90s he's probably it Mm um you know um and he got and he's he is a notable filmmaker for a few reasons um but like I want to talk just sort of generally a little bit a little bit about him because there are a few things that I think are special about him um he started uh working as like um he did he did a few different things like prior to like being a like straight up filmmaker like he worked I know he worked in advertising for a little bit I think he designed like titles for films like, mm-hmm. and, like drawing actual artwork most famously though he he was the uh, sort of I don't know if head but at least head filmmaker of like a um, sort of children's educational pro- pro- programming network um, mm-hmm. I think it was called Kanoon I believe um, although in my head honestly I always think of it as Kaboom um, but like you know, he as I ha, I have not seen any Kanoon programming, but like I get the sense that like he was kind of like he was one of the like minds behind like Iran's Sesame Street, basically. okay, um, which I think is noteworthy because he, you know, especially in a lot of his like very early films, is noteworthy for using a lot of child actors, mm. um, and he's he's really notable for using he like almost always works, um, with largely if not exclusively like non-professional actors mm-hmm. like there's a lot of overlap between what he's doing and what like the neorealists yeah. were doing if you go back far enough where he's making he's not quite as political as them like his his aims yeah. are usually a little bit more philosophical um you know he's more interested in you know like emotional spiritual questions than political ones um but is working in a similar vein of using yeah. like um you know non-professional actors who are from the place that they're that whatever film is set um is in like who are you know like you know portraying you know people who are supposed to be similar to them yeah and like he's he's one of the like all-time great like directors of non-professional actors like um this is i was about to say this is a a funny example because it's kind of a documentary 
But like that also kind of goes into the second thing that's interesting about him was that he's he's almost always playing with some level of like some level of game about like is this real or is this staged? Yeah. You know, which I think this film gets into really well. That he's like, yeah. um, you know, again, he's like he's always got that level of you know sort of neorealist reality of like we're using the people from the place, we're filming in the actual location. Mm-hmm. You know, there are no sets. There's a limited number of actors. Yeah. Um, we're trying to get as close to the heart of the truth as possible. Yeah. But like he he goes like a step further in like this is kind of a documentary, but it's also kind of not. Yeah. There's there are these like weird metatextual games going on. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. What? No, go ahead. No, I I had to keep checking the Wikipedia yeah. for this because I was like, wait. Yeah. Like because like, because I was like, because like I had read about it and I was like, wait, so these these are all like the real people, but wait, and they're filming in a, in like a, like an actual like Iranian courtroom, but wait, but then they had these, but like, 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 yeah. like the first time like they, they had like, like one of like the flashbacks basically of the film and I was like, wait, but these, but this guy, wait. <laughs> Yeah, is is what I'm watching staged? Yeah. Is like a question you're going to be like any Kurosawa, almost any Kurosawa film you watch. Yeah, that's going to be a question you're asking. Yeah. So like, before we get specifically into this film, I want to uh, just as an example of that, I want to talk about the uh, the Coquer trilogy, which is one of his sort of like other most famous works. Which um, the story behind that is one of his earliest films. Again, one that like sort of really establishes him as like this is a like a genius of working with child actors is a film called Where is the Friend's House, um, which is uh, set in this village called Koker. Uh, it's in like northwestern Iran, like three or 400 miles from Tehran, you know. Um, and the one we all know. Exactly, yes. Um, and it's about, you know, and it's, again, it has like this sort of very like kind of neo-realist setup where you've got, you know, someone like Bicycle Thieves where they're facing a very like ordinary problem, but one with like, you know, really significant implications at the same time. Which is, you know, these two boys uh, in a class. It begins with two boys in a classroom. Um, and one of them is like clearly like always getting into trouble with the teacher. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, um, that particular day has not brought his homework. And the teacher is kind of a dick about this. And it's like, if you don't bring your homework again, you are being, you cannot come back. You're expelled, which apparently is how it works in an Iranian village. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, I'll believe it. And so the other one, his friend, you know, the sort of more well-behaved one, yeah. gets home that day and realizes he has his friend's notebook, so his friend can't do his homework. And, um, you know, so the, the rest of the film is the, the child kind of, like, going to people and trying to be like, no, it's, it's really important I go see my friend, and no one listening to him. It, like, really captures that terror of, like, being a child and being like, no, actually something is really important. And people just being like, you know, like, the overworked mom being like, I have, like, five other kids to deal with. I'm the only one taking care of things now. I need you to shut up and do your homework. I can't deal with your friend's thing, whatever, right now. Please just behave as you're supposed to behave. And, like, and he, like, runs away from home and, it like, tries to find his friend's house but doesn't know exactly where he lives. So a lot of the movie is just watching him, like, bounce around from place to place in this village being like, where is where is my friend's house? Um, Does he find the house? He does not, but it en- it ends up being okay. Okay, um, <laughs> I was really worried. Yeah, yeah, and it takes it takes this really like 
weird poetic turn where like um like a lot of Kurosame's films do like where it ends up like again starts with this very realist premise but like then like finds this extra layer of like poetry in it where like he ends up finding this old man in Coquer and wandering around with him trying to find the house and they both think they know where it is but neither of them is totally sure and it's dark and they keep you know going to the wrong house but like um the the old man starts talking like old man realizes he knows this kid and like um that they have this like long connection like there's this moment where like you know the old man says like you know i know you i i made your father's crib i'm a woodworker and it's just this like it, it's it's hard to describe the like the poetry yeah. of the moment but like when you're when you're experiencing it, it's like it, it feels very profound yeah you know um but anyway so that's where is the friend's house but this is there's I mentioned it is the Coquer trilogy. Okay. So what happens is a few years after that film comes out, and that's and that's sort of like one of uh, Kurosami's breakthrough films. Mm-hmm. Um, several years after this, once Kurosami is like you know the dude in Iranian cinema, um, a massive earthquake hits that region of Iran, and um, he makes the second film. Uh, God, now I'm spacing on the name of it. Give me one second. Um, but about going back, it's it's framed as a documentary about the director, Abbas Kiristami. Um, Life and Nothing More is the name of it. About a, the director, Abbas Kiristami, going back to Coquer and trying to find these two child actors. And it's framed, you know, the, the plot setup is actually similar to where it's the friend's house, where it's him, you know, going to all of these people or who are all of the actors from the previous film, and being like, do you know where the two kids live? Can you point me in the direction of the two kids? Do you know if they survived? Um, And, you know, the whole film is just about him wandering around the town, much like the two kids, trying to find the two kids. But then you realize, like, this is supposed to be a documentary, or it's framed like it's a documentary, but that's not Abbas Kuristami. That's an actor playing Abbas Kuristami. And this is actually filmed, like, a year after the earthquake. And like you have act, the the people he's interacting with, like at one point you you meet the old man again, and the, from the original film, the old man like starts complaining about how like, hey, he breaks the fourth wall and is like, in this movie that we're filming right now, you're pretending that I live in this house. I actually live in that house over there. Why are you making me do this? And like you realize that like, it's all of this is like real in a way, but it's it's been staged at yeah. the same time. Like it is like there's this level of unreality to it. Yeah. And then he makes another film called Through the Olive Trees, where there's another man playing Abbas Kiarostami, who's directing the movie of Life and Nothing More about like this incident, like a real incident that happened on the set of that film, where like he was you know directing these two actors supposed to be who are supposed to be like a, a a newly married couple and again they're real people from the village playing a newly married couple but they're not actually a newly married couple and um he realizes as they're as they're filming the scene that the woman hates the man like will not do the scene with the man she hates him so much and so the third movie through the olive trees is about the two of them like the two, the two, the two actors, and like their whole story, and it, but it's also kind of fake because the woman hated the man so much she wouldn't come back for the third movie, so they have an actor playing her, and it's just 
it's like these layers and layers and layers and layers of like <laughs> metatextual games that like you keep peeling this onion back. And, but like, as much as you know, like, I know I'm kind of being manipulated here. I know this isn't quite real, but you get emotionally involved anyway. Yeah. Yeah. He like <laughs> manages to get to something. <laughs> Wait, so did the kids live? Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. But like the way that he does it is like you you don't see them in the second film, the one that is about looking for them. You see a couple figures like up on this ridge line towards the end. You're like, that looks a lot like them, but you don't see for sure. And then in the third movie, they just kind of wander into the background of a, of a scene, <laughs> and that's it. That's how he. That's, that's how he's like, yeah, they made it. Incre- incredible yeah. directing. Yeah. Incredible. No, but that is, that is. And, and 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 see like that is like like where like I can't even imagine <laughs> like and that is like I'm, like folks that is this film yeah this film is like 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 <sighs> movies are so cool man <laughs> like they just like 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 like. There is, because, like, that could be done in such a way that it would suck so fucking hard. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, there is such an art school up your own fucking ass, like, way to make shit like that, right? But just the way it comes through when Kiarostami does it, right? And this is the only film of his I've seen, right? Mm -hmm. Is it it has you questioning, right? Mm -hmm. Like, wait. You know what I mean? Like this, but, but like, but like, but like no one mentions it. Like, I don't know. Like, like yeah. it's, it's, it is. And it, it's, I don't know. Like, like now I kind of want to watch the Kokar trilogy. Like I'll tell it's you. It's really good. Like, like, yeah, like, like, like it's, it is, it is so beautiful what people can do with the medium of film. Right. In like such a, it's, I'm just, I'm just, I love movies. Like, I don't even really know what to say to that. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, because, like, that is, like, 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 I can't describe, having seen this one film, mm-hmm. right? And, 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 and kind of, because I know the vibe of those three films from having seen this one, right? Mm-hmm. I, I can kind of, because yeah. I, I can, I, 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 I'm, I'm there with you when you're describing what happens in these movies, because I know what that's like to be like, wait, what? Wait, this, wait. Hold on. That's the guy that mm-hmm. defrauded them? Yeah. And they're just recreating all yeah. of it? The, they're, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're, they're, they're doing this? Yeah. To be released on film in Iran? Yeah. Right? But it's like... I, I, I can't describe it. It, 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 is, it is such a cool way of filmmaking that I've never seen before. Yeah. Like, 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 like I mean, can... Can you think of anything even close to this? Like, not not like this. I mean, there are certainly movies that like call attention to their own artifice. Of and, course, like, and like sometimes it's really fun. But yeah. like, the difference. So like, I love the films of Charlie Kaufman. Yeah, like um, like adaptation, mm-hmm. uh, being John Malkovich. Like movies that are you know constantly reminding you this is a movie. Mm-hmm. You know, we are um, like constantly nudging you. Being like this yeah. is all, this is all fake. Don't you see the artifice of this? Don't you see what I am doing? Yeah. And like I love those movies, but like there are a lot of bad imitators of that that get very annoying. That yes. Don't, that don't have the like level of skill to make that interesting. Yes. And it just feels like someone like 
nudging you in the ribs a little too hard. Yeah. And without having made a funny enough joke beforehand. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah. But like the difference between that and this is like the nudge is very gentle. Yeah. And like only half seems like the point. Like with Kaufman, it kind of seems like the main point. Kurosami has a lot of other things to say. And it's, it's, again, like you get involved in the films on their own terms. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know, um, I care about the fate of Hossein Sabzian yeah. in this movie, who we'll get into, the main character. Um, but every so often, Kurosami like leans over and just gives you the gentlest, gentlest little nudge and like points at like something is like, wait, no, you're right. This is, no, this is fake. Yeah. But like, I'm still with it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's like adding another layer on top of, you know, the cake is there. He's just put some frosting on it. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. He like, 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 because like, because ultimately like, you know, like, 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 like once like the flashbacks start happening, right. And you kind of realize what's going on. But it starts with a flashback. It does. Yeah. Right. And I didn't know that at first. Like, yeah. like, like <coughs> I don't know how this was. <coughs> marketing in Iran and I don't you know what I mean right yeah. but like I don't know what marketing looks like in Iran me neither right but like but like but like so when you assign me this film right you know mm -hmm. like I read a little bit of it right and I was kind of like huh oh, what okay yeah right and then I start watching it right and like and like I thought this was going to be basically just kind of like well this is the thing because because it's, it's so confusing because it's like it's a documentary but it's not mm -hmm. really a documentary and then I'm like wait is this like a dramatic retelling and this mm -hmm. right and like I'm like oh is that but then, like, I look at the actors list, and it's like, no, that's that's Hussein Sabzia, yeah. right? That's playing himself. And I'm like, yeah. wait, wait, but and it 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 like in its own way tugs at you because like you are emotionally invested, mm -hmm. but also you're trying to figure out what the fuck is going on, <laughs> like what is happening yeah. here. So an hour in, we should probably start describing the movie yes. a little bit, which yes. is you know pretty regular for us. Yeah, but, pretty regular. Yeah. So. Again, this well, is we're going to spend so long discussing the, the, the filmography and everything of the next movie. Of, of Sir Michael Myers. Yeah, yeah. Yes, of Sir Michael Myers. Yeah. But, uh, so, this, again, is, is like kind of a documentary about Hossein Sabzian, who is a man, he's a you know, working class man in Tehran, um, who uh, is obsessed with the film, with film generally, and with art generally, um, but particularly with the films of Mohsen Makhmobaf. Yeah. Um, who was another sort of major filmmaker in Iran at the time, mm -hmm. um, who has um, actually, I think, had to leave Iran because he, unlike Kiristami, who, again, tends to be a little more um, philosophical generally, there are political undercurrents of some of his films, but they're much more, like, under the surface. Um, yeah. But, like, this is definitely a movie about class differences, but, mm -hmm. like, it doesn't shout that at you. Yeah. Makhmobaf was much more explicitly political, yeah. so had to leave the country at some point. Yeah, time. yeah. Um, yeah, because like it was actually, I don't want to get too too deep into him because he's he's in a way kind of an incidental character, but like began as someone like very pro revolution, mm -hmm. but like yeah. soured on it pretty quickly. Yeah, and yeah. Like was a member of I forget what the movement was called, but like was a was yeah. a was a member of the like, movement. And his, I haven't seen too many of his films, but I think the the best one one of his that I have seen is called A Moment of Innocence, which is actually I think. A little similar to this in that it's like a quasi documentary about him um, so in during the revolution he had stabbed a soldier 
um, who's, who survived, but still, like, you know, he stabbed the dude. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's a movie about him going and finding the soldier and convincing him, I want to make a movie where we reenact me stabbing you during the revolution. But the movie is about them talking about making the movie and never actually make the movie. Mm-hmm. Except they did make the movie because it's called A Moment of Innocence, just mm-hmm. about you talking about the movie. Um, what did the soldier say? This, I mean, the soldier was into it. It's like, it's kind of like this. He's like, <laughs> like, he was like, yeah, I want that. It's, but it's, it's, it's another one that's kind of like playing around with games. Like the soldier, like they, they let each of them cast themselves. And the soldier is like, I want the dude to look cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like, there's, there's like in the casting process, there's a dude who's like clearly a good stand in for the soldier, like looks a lot like him, seems like a good actor, but there's another dude who's like not as good of an actor, but is like hot. And the soldier's like, I want him. <laughs> Um, it's a, it's also somebody just to imagine like being like being like ha- having been like a soldier in the Shah's army mm-hmm. and you got stabbed during the revolution and then you just like start and then like at some point he realizes wait wait I got stabbed by that director yeah like you know what I mean? right. because Bakhmada was like a pretty like big director right yeah I mean prior prior to this film I think Mahmoudov was the bigger director exactly yeah was yeah. sort of the premier director <laughs> in Iran yeah it's just like you're just like I got stabbed by Ron Howard yeah <laughs> <laughs> during the revolution crazy right yeah. um but anyway this, this guy sobs him this uh, this working class guy um there is a, a news story that Kiara Stami sees because Sabzian has been caught impersonating Bakhmulbaf, mm-hmm. um, specifically to this, you know, sort of well-to-do family in Iran, you know, that he's sort of integrated himself into, you know, convinced them that he's Bakhmulbaf and told them that he wants to uh, film at their house and use them all as actors. Yeah. Now, weirdly, now, because I remember there was a moment in the movie, and I was curious if you might know this, mm-hmm. but I remember, like, 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 they start, like, the family starts talking, and then I think Kiarostami says, Wait, wait, wait. Can you guys speak in Persian so we can understand Yes. You? So they are ethnically Turkish. Oh, okay. Um, so, and that, that wasn't something I, I, like, totally caught until I watched the commentary track. But, like, per, uh, excuse me, Iran is actually, like, very ethnically diverse. Yeah. Like, apparently, I, it's, it's only, like, 51% Persian. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, I don't, I don't think they're Turkish as in, like, from Turkey. They could be, but, mm-hmm. like, are ethnically Turkish and you know, seemingly speak Turkish in their home. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, like our buddy Eris is ethnically Armenian, but his, his he has a Turkish name and his family spoke Turkish. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Crazy stuff. Yeah, but yeah, um, but you know they are you know fairly well off. Yeah, and he is yeah. not. Um, yeah. And so, but the movie opens with um, uh, the journalist who would go on to write the story and a couple of soldiers. Uh, taking a taxi, weirdly. Yeah, um, yeah, I, yeah, I was like, you think they'd have like a a cop car, a cop something? car or something? I mean, it seems like this this might have been like I don't know, like a pro bono arrest, like yeah. on behalf of the. So yeah. basically, what's happened is this this journalist has gotten word that like this family like, um, the uh, I can't remember their exact names now. Uh, it's like Akon Khan or something. Um, Anyway, this family has, you know, sort of figured out this dude's game, and this journalist um, is, uh, you know, has decided that this is like his big scoop. Um, uh, Ahankara. 
Ahanka. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Ahanka. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take a stab at it. Go for it. The family. That's their name, I guess. Ahanka. Ahanka. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. But anyway, this this journalist is Damn. has sort of picked up these two cops to like be because he wants to to be there for the arrest, which is going to be his big scoop. Um, and they are taking a taxi to go and you know arrest um, Sabzian at this house. Um, and like. None of these characters end up being very important to the film. So um, I'm just looking at names. Okay. <laughs> like, the, the journalist, the, the two soldiers, and the taxi driver, like, don't end up playing any role in the remainder of the film. Nope. Um, but they are our intro to it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. They even get, a, like, a decent amount. Like, the soldiers and the taxi driver actually, like, get, like, their own scene. Yeah, no, so I... Like, this is... That opening scene is, like... The thing that for a long time I remembered best from this movie, just because it was so strange. Yeah. Um, that, like, you know, there's this, you know, you know that, like, know the movie is about, if you know anything about the movie, you know it's about this dude Sabzi and who's impersonating this dude. But, like, the movie opens with, like, everyone else but him. Yeah. And, like, the way the scene is structured is they get to the house. Like, they spend, like, five or ten minutes just driving around Tehran trying to find the house. Yeah. Um... Because Tehran is, like, apparently, like, a very, like, windy city without, you know, it's kind of, you know, it's not laid out on a grid. You know, it's an yeah. old city. It's, you know, it's hard to navigate. Yeah. Um, apparently, just stopping to ask for directions is, like, yeah, that's like, like a like, regular part of life there. Exactly. Which, which, like, when I heard that on the commentary, that clicked because, like, honestly, like, half of all Kiarostami movies are just about people stopping and asking for directions <laughs> periodically. Um, but, but, um... <laughs> Yeah, but they, they get to the house and like you know that like okay this important thing is going on inside the main character is being arrested, but you never go in the house. No, you know you stay with all of the people outside of the house. So first the journalist goes in to like go and talk to the family and be like, is he here? Can we arrest him? Journalist comes back out, gets the two cops. Um, but while I mean, but while the journalist is inside the house, you're staying with the cops and the taxi driver. Yeah, we're just like chatting about their lives because yeah. the taxi driver has also completed military service. Yeah. Like, I think the taxi driver said he's still in the military. Yeah, so this movie was made in 89, like, right after the end of the Iran-Iraq War, mm-hmm. um, which they make, like, oblique reference to in a few places. Like, you know, they, they talk about how bad the economy is, you know, everyone seems to have just served in the military. And I believe Iran is a country with a universal military conscription, yeah, but it seems exactly. like they have served in the military. Yeah, Like, yeah. this cab driver's like, yeah, I was a fighter pilot. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It, wasn't, it wasn't like he just, like, spent a couple of years, like, Chucking potatoes. Exactly. I I wasn't a fighter pilot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's not not like, like, I know, like, all the Scandinavian countries have, like, mandatory military service Mm -hmm. or or something. Or, no, I think it's weird there. I think it's, like, you have, like, a one in three chance of getting, yeah, 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 yeah. Because, yeah, I had a buddy who was, like, yeah, I might have to go serve. But, like, yeah, but then, yeah, you literally just Mm -hmm. go there. Apparently, they just, like, talk shit to the Norwegians. Yeah. Like, yeah, anyway, yeah, that's what they do. But anyway, but, yeah, no, yeah, but, like, yeah, these guys are all, like, It's just like, yeah, your taxi driver was a fighter pilot. Yeah, you know but I mean? like, yeah. you learn like all of their life stories, but also like, you learn where they're from. You learn where they're from, you learn like, what their, their plans and yeah. dreams are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. like, you, it's also a process of like, more and more people leaving the scene. Yeah. To like, go do the interesting thing. Yeah. And you're eventually left with just the taxi driver. You just watch him wander around this cul-de-sac. Yeah. Like, picking flowers out of the garbage. Yeah. And like... The thing, the, the shot that stuck, has stuck, like, stuck with me for years is you watch him, like, 
kick an aerosol can down a hill yeah. and just watch the aerosol can like roll down this hill for like a minute. Yep. Which is like, I always thought like, I kind of love that just because like, one, just like, it's a great like, kind of like, look what I can do. Like mm-hmm. just from the director's perspective, I'm going to make you watch this. Yep. But like, I'm also like, yeah, I mean, when you're bored, that is the kind of thing that's, like, really interesting to watch. When yeah. just a thing is happening. I'm going to yeah. watch this thing roll yeah. down a hill. Let's, like, let's settle in. Yeah. 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 And, like, honestly, like, watching that scene, I was like, yeah, I am interested in watching this yeah. thing roll down a hill. Honestly, how far it goes. Yeah. 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 When, when, when that happened, I was just like, I was just like, oh, it was one of those movies. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 But Which, it's not. It's not. It's, it's not. It's not, it's not a slow wrong. cinema movie. No, 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 no. no, no. But, yeah, for but, like, but, like, for a couple minutes, it is kind of a slow cinema yeah. thing. But yeah, yeah. I, th- I think the purpose of all of this is like, you know, this this movie is about trying to get into the house, you know, trying yeah. to understand what happened in there, why everyone, you know, what where everyone was coming from, what the truth of that situation was. But like at the beginning of the movie, you don't know. Right. You know, you have to be kept in ignorance. Yeah. You know, and the whole the whole movie is about trying to get into the house. Yeah. And like right. you do later see that whole scene from the other perspective. Yeah. Um, you yeah. get into the house and you yeah. watch, you know, you watch it all play out from the interior. Um, and so, like, the, the movie has this kind of cool rhyming um, structure to it. Or, yeah. like, and, like, the last shot of the movie is, like, ostensibly um, Sobzian going back to the house, like, after the trial to, mm-hmm. like, Presumably, like, ask them, can we film this? Yeah. Um, but, so, after Sabzin is arrested, and this is where the sort of whole joke of the film comes in, is, you know, we start getting um, documentary-style footage, mm-hmm. whereas everything up to this has been, like, staged like a film. Mm-hmm. Um, but then all of a sudden, like, you get, like, handheld, like, documentary-style footage about, like, um, of like post arrest, like yeah. you have, you start off with. Eventually, it's gonna, it's gonna like lead to like you get the whole trial of Sabzin, and you realize that like everything else, like everything that has been presented as a movie, is actually supposed to be flashbacks um, of what led up to the trial. But like you, where it begins is Kirastami, who uh, apparently has seen this news article. Like, he goes and talks to some of the soldiers, like, gets a little bit of the basic facts, and then goes yeah. to Sabzian. Yeah. And the soldiers just tell him. Yeah. Yeah. He just, he just, he just, he just tell him yeah. everything. Yeah. He wants to, they, like, send guys on, like, small errands to go find stuff for him. Yeah. It was like, it's like, it's like, why aren't these guys being like, who are you? Yeah. Like, no, fuck off. What? Um, you have, like, Kiristami and crew going to the judge and mm-hmm. asking, like, can we film in the courtroom? Mm-hmm. Um, although that, I think that has one of my favorite little, like, is this stage jokes? Because it starts with them, like, talking to, like, the, the judge's clerk mm-hmm. and being, and then being like, hey, have you talked to the judge about whether or not we can film in the courtroom? And the clerk being like, oh, I don't know, maybe I'll get to it. And then they just pan over from him to the judge. <laughs> the judge. You're like, wait, why don't they just ask the judge? Clearly this is some sort of joke. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The judge who is sitting literally at a desk next to the court. Yeah, yeah. And the judge is like, I mean, 
this is like a weird, I, I don't even remember what case you're talking about. This yeah. is a little nothing case. I have like real cases. Yeah. Do you want to talk to, talk to me about like a murder or something? Yeah. We're like, no, we want to talk to you about the impersonator. Like, really? Are you sure? Yeah. Yeah. Which also, which also, I love the judge because that's just kind of who the judge is. Because mm-hmm. like, I mean, we'll get to the trial. But there's so many times during the trial where the judge just keeps asking for family. You should just want to forgive him. Like, yeah. like they just stop doing it. Yeah. Uh, so, because like, as it, basically what this trial comes down to, and and again, like most of the movie is actually trial footage. Yeah. Which is the the family has you know brought charges against um, Sabzian for you know ostensibly defrauding them. Yeah. But like, um, <laughs> the kind of joke of that is like the only monetary compensation he got from them was cab fare. Yeah. So like they're basically having an art, and it seems like he asked for like a little much for mm-hmm. cab fare. Like mm-hmm. he maybe padded it a little bit, but this is ultimately like I don't know exactly what like nineteen hundred tolmans comes out to in like U.S. dollars, but it seems like this. This comes down to like a disagreement over like at most like a hundred bucks. Yeah. Um that like was like freely given, not for like film stuff, which is like, can I have you was honest, I want cab fare. Like, I, I think I think I looked it up and I think you're right. It's yeah. like it's like such a small amount yeah. that like that like I don't even think I think we would handle it civilly. Yeah. Like this would be small claims court. Yeah, but like it it also is clear that like the, the family is upset that they were tricked. And yeah. that's really what this is about. But that they also keep insisting, we were never tricked, we knew the whole time. Exactly. Like, they're mad, they're so mad that they got tricked, but they also cannot admit that they got tricked. Like, no, we, we've, we, we knew that he was fake from the beginning. Yeah, uh, oh, yeah. oh, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and it's... <laughs> but, so... And it's like one of the sons, too, especially, who is clearly the most tricked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's the one who's like, I'm gonna be the star of this movie. I'm gonna be an he's, he's so mad that he he fell he fell for it. Yeah. Um, if that's how it actually went down, who knows? Yes, who knows? But most of this movie, the judge does grant them permission to film in the courtroom. Um, and but before that, and, and so most of the the movie, a lot of the movie, sort of the, the heart of the movie is just footage of the the trial. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, sort of in a lot of ways, like, them, of, like, footage about, like, Sabzian under questioning, trying to get to the heart of Sabzian. What is this dude's deal? Um, yeah. But they let, sorry, also, sorry, they let Kurostami ask questions. So we're going to unpack all of that in a second. <laughs> but before we get to that, like, um, actually, uh, before we get to that, like, before the trial actually starts, one of the first things that happens after that initial like taxi scene is Kurosami going to Sabzian in prison and you know, them having a conversation. And it's the only time you actually see Kurosami on camera, although it's just from the back. Mm-hmm. Um, he's really, he's, he does not make himself much of a figure. Or no. In some ways, he makes himself an incredibly important figure. Yeah. Like being the voice of God from off camera during the trial during, during the actual trial. We'll get into it. <laughs> But, um, but ba- like, first of all, just asking, like, you know, sort of trying to get, like, an initial impression of, like, what's your deal, dude, yeah. to Sabzian. And it's clear that, like, you know, Sabzian is just a guy who's deeply passionate about the movies. Yeah. You know, like, he cares a lot about art. And, you know, yeah. he, he asks him, like, are you friends with Machmalbach, the other director? Yeah. He's like, yeah, I actually am. Yeah. 
He's like, can you can you tell me tell him from me that his film The Cyclist is a part of me? Yeah, you know. Um, and, but then you know when Kurosami asks him like, can I make a movie about this? Um, uh, Sabzian says yes. What he asks of him though, and I think this is important, is he asks him, I want you to show people my suffering. Um, yeah. Which is, I feel like, you know, that feels like a real, like, monkey's paw, like, um, <laughs> request. Because, like, he does not ask Kiristami, I want you to, like, show people my innocence. No. Or, like, make people like me. No. I want you to show people my suffering. Yeah. And Kiristami does that. Yes, he does. Because, um, like, this is a movie that, that really digs deep on, like, how, also, like, kind of weird this dude is yeah you know and like he is a guy that you could in a lesser filmmaker's hand just make into a purely sympathetic figure yeah and i think ultimately he like he is in a roundabout way a sympathetic figure yeah i would agree um but like in the way that like someone who like you know um certainly has gone through some hard times but also like reflects some, like, universal but uncomfortable weirdnesses. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. This is this is not a normal person. Yeah. This is not a person who is just like, ah, you know, right, 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 you know, this is not like a Jean Valjean. No. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, initially that's kind of how he tries to present himself. Yeah. Because, um, like, the initial impression he gives is like, look, okay, this is a dude who loves movies, you know, um, and he is like he's someone who has has had hard times, you know. Yeah, like yeah. He, he makes genuinely this, hard times. Yeah, he's you know he, he works at a print shop, but like there's not a lot of work there. You know, he's got a family that he struggles to take care of, mm-hmm. you know. And like the, the initial way that like he tries to present it is just like, you know, um, this family mistook me mistook me for Mahmoud Bob, and I just I couldn't resist. Like you know, I had the opportunity to like spend some time. In, in this like nice house with these people who respected me and I've never really felt that way before. Yeah. You know, and I, I knew that like they respected me when I asked them for cab fare and they gave it to me. Because if I had just approached them as myself and asked yeah. them for that, they never would have given it to me. And like in that moment, that's very, that's that's sympathetic. Yeah. You know? Um, I don't even think you took a cab. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, no. they, they met on the bus. Yeah, he the, like one of the flashback scenes is a, a, the scene of him like meeting the mother of the family. Yeah, and like, um, and it, on a bus. Yeah, and like it's it's another scene where like it could almost be sympathetic. That's where you first start to see like this dude's a little weird because like yeah. he gets to the why a lot quicker. Than so he, quicker. Yeah. So. It's not like she mistakes him for Michael Bach. No. No, which is kind of how he which is kind of how it's like how he kind of portrays how it happened at first before you see the reenactment. Yeah, I don't I don't even know that like he he like pushes that too hard. Yeah. Like he's kinda of like he lets you assume that. But like yeah. in the scene That's what I assumed happened. Right. Because he tries to present as a nice nice enough guy. Like you kind of assume this is just like a case of mistaken identity that like yeah. he couldn't resist and like went a little too far. Yeah. And then you see it on the bus, and he's, like, reading the script yeah. of, of The Cyclist, like, one of Makhlobov's films. And the, the mother asks him about it, because she's like, yeah, I love that movie. I saw it with my family. Or she doesn't say it, she loved it. She actually didn't appreciate it as much as he thought he should. But, like, yeah. 
But he asked, she asked him about it, and he's just immediately like, "Oh yeah, I wrote it." Yeah, I'm Makhmovov. Yeah, but just yep. just like just that. immediately, yeah. just immediately, yeah, yeah. There was no, there was no, like, and like she she asks him like, "Why, why are you riding the, the bus? bus?" And he like you you watch him kind of scramble for like, uh, I do it to get ideas for my movies, mm-hmm. which and like apparently uh, Makhmovov was like a director who was famous for like trying to have, like, a man-of-the-people image. Like, he, you know, he had grown up working class and, like, didn't move out of his working-class neighborhood when he got famous. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, that that is... Him being on the bus is ultimately a little believable. Mm-hmm. But it's it's still, like... You can see him, like, working for the lie. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and that's one of those things where, like, this is a reenactment. Yes. Like This is post-trial. This is post-trial... And, like, it's just, it raises so many questions about, like, him presenting it that way. Like, yeah. Sobzian, acting, like, all these questions about, like, does he know what he's doing? Yeah. You know, does he know how he's coming off? Yeah. Like, is this stage? Did he, like, did he sign up for this? Yeah. Um... And it's just... Does he think that this looks differently than how it actually looks? Yeah. 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 And I mean, like, I... But it's also, like, just impressive, like, how in the scene he is. Because he's, like... Even when you're... Like, I don't know. Have you ever, like, had to be yourself on camera? Yeah. 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 It it feels weird. Yeah. It feels stilted. He... His performance isn't stilted. Yeah. He's, like, giving a performance as, like, kind of a... Yeah. Like, as kind of a, you know... He's giving a performance. Yeah. Like, he's... He's, 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 he's legitimately in, acting. Yeah, he's in character. Yeah. Which... And, like... Again, like, Kurosami is, like, one of the all-time great, like, non directors of non-professional actors. Always gets really good performances, which also makes, like... The scenes in like through the olive trees where you watch the like fake Kiristami directing actors really funny because like the way he depicts his process of working for them is that there's like a scene where he like tries to recruit a woman to act in the film and his whole process is just being like oh it's easy <laughs> <laughs> and then like when you act, watch him actually directing people it's just like he doesn't give them any real direction he just like quibbles with them over minor facets of line readings like a dude keeps saying he has like. 15 cousins, and he keeps being like, no, say 25. 25 sounds better. <laughs> and, like, no, like, emotional stuff. No, nope. like, how to stay in characters. Just, no, I think 25 sounds better. Yeah. They try it, like, three times, it's just like, whatever. <laughs> That's it. That's... But anyway, neither here nor there. <laughs> still, still somehow manages to get really impressive performances out of it. <laughs> like, award-winning performance. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, Sobsian is, in that scene, playing kind of a creepy guy. Yeah. And like, but like playing it, inhabiting it. Yeah. And like, it, it raises all of these questions that you can't ever really adequately answer, but are really interesting. Yeah. Um, and, and the trial itself keeps digging deeper and deeper on in yeah. that. And like, before we get into the specifics of him in character, I also think it's worth pointing out that like, it's never clear whether or not the trial is also a reenactment. Yeah. Because... So, in the beginning, like, the first thing that you see when they begin the trial scene is, like, you know, the, like, 
them like clapping the slate of like you know act one scene two or whatever which like immediately raises the question of like is this artificial yeah like that might be something i mean they do that on documentaries too yeah but you are taking the time to remind me that this is a film by yes. doing that and like the first thing they do is like you actually get some of the like before the trial starts some of the like chatter about like Okay, Mr. Sabzian, here's how the lenses are going to be set up. This is a close-up camera. This is a wide-angle camera. There are two cameras. And it seems it's interesting that they take the time to point out there are two cameras. Because if you watch the trial scene closely, it's clear that there are three cameras. Either That either there are three cameras or that some of the footage was shot out of order. Because there, there are scenes where it cuts from one angle to a second angle to a third angle without a camera moving mm. and quicker than a camera could move mm. um really really earning your paycheck huh? <laughs> so like i didn't realize yeah. that so maybe i mean again either either there are more cameras than they're saying it's staged and they took multiple takes or it's real but they're taking reaction shots from other parts of the trial and splicing them in which which any or all of those could be the reality yeah. You know what I mean? Like, 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 there isn't an easy answer there. Yeah, yeah. I guess we would have to talk to Kiristami. Yeah, like, yeah. Which like, also, and which also, like, goes to what like raises more questions about what we were saying earlier. In that, like, as the trial goes on, like, the judge stops asking so many questions, and Kiristami kind of takes over the interrogation. Yeah, yeah. Like, Kira, like the first time it happened, I think I said, "What the? F- wait, who? What the fuck?" And, but like you. But like at the same time, it kind of feels a little natural because it does because, and I, I know nothing about Iranian jurisprudence. But no, say from the way this makes it, the way this makes it look is it seems very informal. Yes, like no one is like sworn in or anything. There no. are no prosecutors, and again, yeah. this might just be like a function of, of it being like essentially like small oh, claims court. Yeah, but it's just the judge asking people questions, and he will switch who like who he's interrogating from like yeah. moment to moment. He'll like. Ask Sabzi in a question and then, like, look over at the family. Like, does, does that sound right? What do you think about that? Yeah, 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 yeah. You sure you don't want to drop this? Yeah. Should, yeah. No, my thought was, you know, someone currently in law school was like, man, if only I was in Iranian law school, because this <laughs> seems so much more chill. Yeah. This seems, this seems easy. That is, that is the, the, I wouldn't have to wear a tie. That is the thing the Iranian justice system is being, is known for being chill. I, yeah, well, I mean, yeah, you'll chilly go to jail, but yeah, it's, executed. <laughs> well, yeah, that too, but you know, that happens here too. That's true. That's true. Yeah. yeah no, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying we are chill either. Do they they don't stone people there, right? I don't think so. I think they're a hanging country. They're a hanging country? Yeah. What's it called? What's it? That, that was like, the way it was done until relatively recently. Yeah. You know, used to, you know who used to hang people until like, shockingly recently? Like Oklahoma or something? No, I think it was Delaware. Delaware. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Dude, we had the gas chamber in Maryland. Did you know that? I'm not surprised. Yeah. You're not surprised? I mean, gas chamber was common. That's it. Gas not chamber. that common. Mm. No, no, like we were like we were like 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 a few places had it, but like it was like our thing in like, yeah. the '60s. Interesting. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, there's some old article where they're like, "Yeah, we went and saw them do the gas chamber. It is not good." <laughs> That's not surprising. <laughs> I haven't heard a lot of rave reviews for death by gas. It was like they were like, "Yeah, it took like 15 minutes," and the warden was like, "He was he was 
The one of them's like, he, he passed out after a minute, and then they were like, he did not pass out yeah. after a minute. He was screaming. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, you know. But like, as the trial goes on, like, it very st- quickly starts to like peel back the layers on Sabzi. Like, yeah. He initially presents himself as this like, you know, kind of sympathetic figure, but then like they start asking him questions about like how it felt to be the director, and he immediately goes to like, yeah, I felt so powerful. Exactly. It's yeah. like you know they. I mentioned that like yep. this tree wouldn't be good for one of the shots, and they were just like, "We'll cut it down." I was like, yeah. "Oh, that, that, that's what I was like." That's what I was like. Okay, so this is why you need a lawyer. Like, <laughs> you sort of go, like, "Shut up, yeah, shut up." And then, like it, it comes out that like this is not the first time he's told this lie. Nope. That like he might have let a woman on by telling her he was Machlabach. Yes. You yeah. Know? I think maybe while he was married. Yeah. 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 It was. Yeah. This is. Yeah. It is. It is. It, it, it like 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 I, I think that's perfect like like it is peeling back the layers and saying like again oh this man did not yep well even well that's that's one of the funniest in Les Miserables if I can talk about it yeah. for just one second what's it going what's it going there's that line Jean Valjean says you know right where he goes you know I stole a loaf of bread mm-hmm. right right and then and then what Sometimes what, what wasn't included in um, the movie, but is included in the play, is Javert's response was, "You robbed a house, mm-hmm. right?" Because what really happened was he broke into a house, mm-hmm. right? And that is why he went to jail. Yeah, primarily was because you no, know, you you broke into someone's house. Yeah, you know what I mean. And that's kind of what's happening here. He's just kind of like, I just wanted to be somebody, mm-hmm. and it's like, yeah, well, and then, which is like. You can initially present, I just wanted to be somebody as a vaguely sympathetic impulse, but they're they're digging deeper and being like, no, that's like a power mm-hmm. fantasy. Yeah, it's this is, weird. hmm, you're, hmm, you're a, hmm. What you're, what you're really saying is you want to manipulate people. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You want to manipulate people and feel powerful yeah. for having done it. Yeah. For having gotten one over on someone else. Mm-hmm. This is, and then, which makes it so much more funny that the judge hears this and it's just like, Okay, but again, this is over like a hundred dollars. This is over cab fare. Listen, like listen. he said, he's sorry. Can this I is, please go home? This is this is not the, the purview of the justice system. The judge has great. I I was hoping for an early lunch. Energy. <laughs> the judge just he really just he wants to, he doesn't want to be there. Yeah. So, so the, the judge is the most relatable. <laughs> Never thought I would have said this about an Iranian cleric, but the most relatable character in the movie. <laughs> it's just like I thought this was gonna be a light day. This this is such a nothing thing, and now I'm on film and have agreed to this. Just, I I just want to go home. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. No, the judge. The judge is my favorite character. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but, but like, but, yeah, but it is, yeah, it, it's, 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 the trial is wild, um, and, and, and the son does not want to give up on this. No, I mean, at, at one point, like, Sobsian does go through, like, a, makes an apology, and the judge is like, okay, is that good enough for you? And, yeah. and the, the son is like, no, he yeah. sounds like someone trying to sound apologetic. Yeah. And like, you know, the judge has a point in that this is about cab fare. But the son also has a point in that, like, yeah, Sabzian is, he is, I mean, there are, like, four layers of this, obviously, but he's playing a role. Yes. Um, yeah. Yes. And in that moment, he's playing the role of, you know, a apologetic man. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think just further to the, like, and, and, and I think the, you know, and, and, and that's the thing. And, 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 
the Suns whole thing does seem like, I mean, we talked about this, right? Right, right, you know how their whole thing was like, oh, we were never really fooled, but it's like, no, you were all fooled. Yeah, it's no, his his whole thing is, I'm not owned, I'm not, not owned, owned as yeah, I slowly exactly. transition into a corner top. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, and, and and of all of the of all of the family, the son was the most owned. Yes, yeah. right, by far, right. Yeah, but like at the same time, also like he also has right because he's not. I don't think the son is making this point. Mm-hmm. I think the son is purely just pissed that he was tricked so yeah. that he was owned so fucking hard. Mm-hmm. But like also like. This man has admitted to a pattern of tricking people. Yeah. Of, of tricking people for some sort of, I'm just going to assume, sexual reason. It, I, I have I nothing to back that up. I mean, the, the like, I am maybe cheating on my wife by pretending I'm not Shulbach certainly points at something. Listen. There's definitely, again, as he admits himself, an element of power fantasy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, listen, listen. I watched this guy on He's, mm-hmm. he's this he's this food reviewer, right? And he's literally one of the dumbest. He's maybe the dumbest man I've ever witnessed, right? I've mm-hmm. ever met him. Right? Which like, one is this? This is Outlaws Generation. I don't know that I know that. I've definitely sent him to you before. You said I will not watch that. Yep, which is fine. Yep, yep, yep. But 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 there is this layer. So he has this uh, friend of his, right? Who's mm-hmm. like his producer, right? Who who over time it has become. Right, because you kind of wonder, because like, so, so this outlaw guy, he's like the dumbest guy to ever live, mm-hmm. right? Like, just truly, truly, <laughs> so profound. This is a man who Googled, "Why does my stomach hurt so much when I eat pizza and ice cream?" <laughs> he's like, not, that's an actual thing. Yeah. Like, this is who this man is, right? But so he has this friend, this guy Nick. Right? Who's this like producer, right? Who produces all this a terrible job. They're, they're really bad, right? Mm-hmm. But but you kinda look at this guy, Nick, right? You know, he's like, you know, and, and Outlaw's a big fat idiot, right? But Nick is like a, from all accounts, like he just looks like a normal guy, you know, you know, he likes like anime and stuff, whatever, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, he's a sports fan, you know, like totally normal guy, like in shape, kinda, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Right? And and, and and it's been this kind of question of like, why is he participating in this like YouTube channel with this guy that they spend like a thousand dollars a month on in between like food and like yeah. botting to get views. Like, what is this? And then it's become clear that this guy, his friend Nick, has like a feeding fetish. And that is like clearly what is going on here. Because he would just buy like 4,000 calorie lunches for this outlaw guy and then just have him eat it and then film and just be like, oh, you're going you're gonna to drink that shake too, outlaw? And it's like, it is, it is, I can't stop watching it now because it's just the strangest thing. Right? You know what I mean? And it's like, listen, you should think I knew. Dude, there's, there's some like phantom thread going, shit yes. going on here. Yes, yes, of these guys who like, who like, it, it turns out have been friends since they were like kids. Like, it, oh no, it's not a Phantom Thread, it's autofocused now. <laughs> it's so fucking weird, right? But it's like, but it's kind of like that, right? Like, you're pulling back these layers of Makhmava, or, or not of Makhmava, but, but of Sabzian. Of Sabzian. <laughs> I'm here, I'm called Makhmava. But, but, yeah, right, and it's like, oh, this man is, is kind of sick. Yeah. This is not a, this is not a just like, oh, you know what? I, I see your suffering. I feel your suffering. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, you know what? We're going to make this movie. And you know what? You will be someone. Yeah. Right? Like, no, 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 no. There's, there's a little bit of a darkness here. But, but, you know, it, it ends with, it doesn't end, but the, the trial ends with Sobzian 
you know, it, it eventually works. It, again, it kind of works its way around back to him being sympathetic. Yeah. Um, without, because he's so fucking weird that he's yeah. this like, you know, like a throbbing vein of neediness, you know? Um, yeah, but it's supposed to be a little uncomfortable. But like, he's uncomfortable in ways that are like ultimately like kind of relatable. Yeah, and like it ends. You know, the trial ends with him making this plea about how he thinks now that he has been through this experience, he thinks that he can. He doesn't want to be a director anymore. He wants to be an actor. Yeah, you know, and that he he thinks that he can take this, and you know, if he can show people his suffering, you know, there will be be value in this. And like clearly, there's still like ego and manipulation in that. But, like, you know, what Kirostami says in response is just, I think you just did. Yeah. You know, like, you congratulations, you have portrayed yourself on screen. Yeah. You know? You're an actor. You have shown us your suffering. Yeah. Um, and, and then from there, the, like, the great ending of this movie is Sabzian gets out of prison. Yeah. And they have arranged for Mahmoudov to meet, the actual Mahmoudov, yeah. to meet him as he gets out of prison. And, like, um, again, who knows what, like, clearly this has been staged to some degree. Yeah. Like, I, I don't, I, I don't know if this is, like, I don't know if, like, this might have actually been when Sabzin was getting out of prison. But, maybe not. But, like, if not, Sabzin gives a very good performance like, as a like, dude who's, like, broken by gratitude yeah like 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 if this is staged like i'm sorry then then hussein sabzian is is one of the greatest actors to ever live but it is like elements of it are definitely staged because uh-huh. you also like as this is happening you are hearing the commentary of kirasami and his crew who are filming it like secretly in quotation marks from the back of like a production van um, and what happens is Makhmobov's mic is cutting in and out, so you don't get perfect audio in a way that feels like that has to be fake. Yeah. Like, that feels too perfect. Yeah. Like, this, like, whole movie is tr- about trying to get to the truth of this matter and never quite getting all the way there. Yeah. And as a final little twist, it's like, you don't get to hear their whole conversation. No. You get parts of it, but, like, it cuts out at key moments. Yeah, yeah. And, like, very key moments. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it just, it, it's, it's like the kind, it's like, it's a, that's like the hardest, him like, hardest, yeah, really the hardest yeah. nudge there of, like, look what I'm doing. But mm-hmm. I'm like, at that point, I'm like, you got me. You got me. Like, you this, got me. This feels earned. I do not feel tricked. I'm nope. like, I'm just a like, good job about nope. this. Nope, yeah. nope. This is fantastic. Yeah. No, no. And and, and 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 that is a very beautiful scene. Yeah. That 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 like like the meeting and, and then him hopping on the back of the motorbike mm-hmm. and everything like that and then and then going back to the the family. The family. Yeah. And like the final shot being like he's got these. These uh, these roses that he's picked up to bring them, um, which which with Makhmobov's help, because he first picks up some yellow ones, and Makhmobov's like, no, get the red ones. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and then he's like, can I borrow somebody to buy? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but like the final shot, like the freeze frame, the uh, the credits roll over is like uh, Sabzian about to be let into the family's house for ostensibly the first time as a part of the film. Who knows what order it was filmed in? To like go and ask to make the movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like um, 
So you're ending at the beginning, basically. Yeah. But, like, he is still, um, Sabzine in the frame is, like, partially obscured by the roses. So you're yeah. still getting, like, this, like, you get, like, 75% of him. Yeah. Not quite. It's a lot of roses. It's a lot of roses. But it, it feels like this little, like, visual joke. It does. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, I mean, what's it called? It's such a beautiful movie. Yeah, it, I mean, it just, that last scene, how it kind of ties everything together. Like, it is moving, it is, yeah. you know, it is, you do feel like you get yeah. a good, like, yeah. It, but it's also, like, it's clearly fake. Yeah. And yeah. it doesn't matter, yeah, but it, it also does. does. It does yeah, and, 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 and I bet you if we ask Kiristami, like, like, he's dead. Oh, he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> I probably shouldn't have said it quite like that. Oh, he's dead. He's in fact well, passed away. Well, we got a Ouija board. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, but, but if he wasn't dead, yeah. let me ask him, I feel like the bug would literally just be like, no, it's all real. Or was it? I don't and know. then we wouldn't know. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it, 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 is, it is a movie unlike any I've ever seen. It is documentary and drama, and, and it, it's, it's just like... I don't know. It's an experience. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's an experience. And it's 90 minutes. Yeah. Perfect. There you go. Yeah. How long every movie should be? 90 minutes. Okay. Kind of not. Like two hours being the new normal. The two hours is not the new normal. Like every, every superhero movie, like two no, 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 no. Superhero movies, listen, we need censors. <laughs> We need censors for YouTube and for super. I'm gonna send you one of those outlaw movie, one of those outlaw videos. Yeah. There, there. I have. We should take a, a brief break here in a second. I have something I need to tell you, but it's not gonna be something I tell you on mic. Okay, that's yeah. right. Okay, okay, okay. Right, so any any final thoughts on Close Up? Um, I was gonna say all glory to the Islamic Republic of Iran, uh, but I'm trying to get a job with the federal government, maybe, so I'm not gonna Probably say Probably not a good call. Probably not a good call. But I do kind of want to try their pistachios, though. I heard they have the best pistachios in the world. I believe that. Yeah, that was the, yeah. All pistachios used to come from Iran pre-revolution, or a lot of them did. Now we grow them in in in. in Use like sewage water in California or something like that. Yeah, it's so funny. I, I know those pistachios are fucked up somehow. I don't remember yeah. all the details. You, you know what I think it is? I think it's that they require like almonds too. They require like a shit ton of water, and so we grow them in, in the desert in yeah. California because yeah. it has like the best climate for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 we're the greatest country in the world. I love America yeah. so much. It's so cool. Oh man, yeah, no, no, um, yeah, no, check out some Iranian cinema, folks. It's uh, it's cool. Um, I I would say I love it almost as much as I love Soviet cinema. There you go. Yeah, so which is a high praise for me. Yeah. So yeah, check out some of Kiristami's films. I would also recommend A Separation and A Hero by Esgar Farhadi, the dude who just arrested. Um, Hit the Road from last year is pretty good. And Moment of Innocence, the Makhmubov movie. I really want to watch Moment of Innocence. Yes, it's good. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, we're going to take a break, and Rob's going to, I don't know, confess some sort of deep, dark secret to me. That's the plan, yeah. So uh, we heard about... um, Scientology? No, I couldn't think of a good crime. Uh, Jean-Benet Ramsey. Yes! There we go.
welcome back. Tell us your milk story, Matt. So, I don't know what this is going to be. You just said I need to tell my milk story, which is not promising, I will say. So, so I was on a plane. <laughs> Excuse me. So I was on a plane, and 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 I don't know where, but but so you know, right? You know, they come by with the drink cart, right? Um. And the woman asked me, she says, can I get you anything to drink? And I don't know why, but I said, do you have any milk? And I said it just like that. And she gave me this look. It's a weird question. <laughs> she gave me this look of just, of just pure, like, puzzlement and, like, also kind of, like, trying not to laugh, but also, like, just a smidgen of fear. That is the appropriate reaction to a grown-ass man on an airplane being like, do you have any milk for me? Exactly. Right? No. And then I think when she was like, I don't, I, but I, she said, well, I, no, but I have apple juice. And I said, I'll have nothing. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and, so, and so for like two weeks, I started doing this thing where whenever anyone asked me if I wanted something to drink, I would ask if they had any milk. And it also included me just just getting milk whenever I went to get something to drink and just but my bit was was that I would just immediately like for instance right like 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 at law school there's like a little cafe, right? It's like a self-serve thing. And I and I went and there's like this little seating area and there's always someone like there's always like a few people like sitting there and I don't know, reading books and trying to find a way to make the world a worse place. But anyway, um so I would go and I would buy like a bottle of milk and I would just stand over the, <laughs> the trash can and then just chug the milk and then throw it away and then leave. <laughs> this is a thing I did for like two weeks and I just kept drinking milk. I like bought like a half gallon of milk and brought it to work and was just drinking milk. At, and like I said, when I would drink it, I wouldn't just like sip it casually over that. I would like literally just like go, 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 like, like. Drink it, like, drink it all, drink the entire glass, and then put it down. But then I just was drinking too much milk, and I just didn't feel well because, like, I'm not lactose intolerant, but you just drink too, you can drink too much milk and not feel lactose intolerant. Really? <laughs> I forgot. What you should do, the next time you're on an airplane, you should, when the, the stewardess comes along, or, or, or steward, or stu, stewardman. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Steward X. <laughs> comes, I'm sorry. Comes along and asks what you would drink. What 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 she can get what what, what they he she they can get you can look them in the eye and say Do you have any milk for baby? <laughs> baby baby needs his mom. <laughs> it's you asking that just makes me. Do you ever, have you ever seen? It goes around Twitter like periodically. The story like some like server posted on waiter posted on some I, I Reddit or something. I don't know where somewhere, mm -hmm. but yep. just the story of the worst customer they ever had. It was it was like a like middle aged man who came in like a, just a weird slimy looking middle aged man who came in with his like elderly mother. It was like clearly one of those people who like you two have like been together and inseparable your whole lives mm -hmm. like just weird close relationship yeah. like never left the mess mm -hmm. 
just weird vibes radiating off of them. And they, <laughs> they, order, I don't, they order soup for the mother. And it comes out, and the, the man... You know, waves the way as soon as they they, they bring it out. You know, waiter waves the the waiter back over to look. Mother's soup must be hot. <laughs> and, <laughs> and like, but like the, the waiter's like, okay, brings it back to the kitchen, like has them heat it up a little bit, and like comes back out, and once again the man is like, mother's soup must be hot. <laughs> and like this keeps happening they keep bringing it back to the kitchen it's like hotter I guess <laughs> and like bringing it out and it's not hot enough for the dude and to the point where it's like the cooks are like we cannot physically make this soup any hotter it's reached like maximum heat <laughs> and they have to like like microwave the bowl for like several minutes to get it like scalding hot and then pour like boiling soup into it and bring it out and only at that point is are they like mother is satisfied <laughs> That is that is who is ordering milk on airplanes. I I, I, I like to believe that, that 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 is something. I might do that with my mom. I would just be like, Mom, you want to go have fun at a restaurant? <laughs> do you want to yeah. torment yeah. a service worker? <laughs> they, they don't get enough torment. Uh, you want a Norman Bates cosplay like, for a little while? You know what though? The the next plane I flew on though, I did ask for milk, and and the person was just like. Yeah, we got milk. Yeah, and he gave it to me, and 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 I just started to do the chugging thing, but yeah, that's it was, probably good. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. As, it didn't hit me quite as right. But then I did take some solace in the fact that like someone definitely heard me ask for milk and then watched me chug it, and that's enough for me. I'm really looking forward to the next law school function where I get to ask that, and I'm going and in front of all of my classmates, I'm just going to chug a glass of milk. I mean, you could show up dressed like Alex DeLarge from Clockwork Orange. <laughs> that's another movie that I saw at an inopportune time and was like, that's the coolest person in the world. <laughs> that's... Uh, I... <laughs> I'm not going to examine that. Like, how? I mean, I, that's one of those, like, how? Like, at a certain point, it's just, you're... Okay, I mean... <laughs> I get maybe for the like first 15 minutes if you're like a disaffected teenager mm -hmm. being like he's cool in a goth rebellious way yeah the point at which he's just like raping people well that part obviously <laughs> I didn't think it was very cool but I was like I could just gonna be a no for me it's dog. gonna be a... <laughs> yeah. I liked your earlier work better I was like, I can just be him without the right? I'm, I'm separating the art from the artist exactly. for Alex DeLarge. Exactly. Yeah. I, no, I legitimately, what did they call the, the, the way that they talked? There was like a... Oh, yeah. the uh, Not Newspeak, but like yeah. Newspeak. I don't remember the yeah. exact term. I literally, there is like a website <laughs> where you can like learn it. And I like... And I like would go to school and I'd just be like, what's up, my droogs? And they'd just be like, what are you, what the fuck? All right, so Austin Powers. <laughs> 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 so it is. 
think it is time to jump into our second film here, <laughs> which uh, you have selected. Um, oh, man. Which, uh, hold on. Give me one second. So it is going to be Austin Powers, International Man of Mystery from 1997. That's right. Directed by Jay Roach. Roll the trailer. How do I know that name? Welcome back from the trailer. (laughs) (laughs) Did you direct something else? Jay Roach. Yeah, so he directed all of the Austin Powers movies. That's how I know. Uh, He... um, also directed Meet the Parents and Meet the Fockers. Um, and then, like, and the um, Forgotten, mostly Mystery Alaska, the hockey movie. Oh, yeah. Um, and then sort of pivoted uh, into, um, like, sort of more, like, serious stuff but not really that successfully like made uh like started making those like you know those like made for tv movies hbo would do about like very recent political history (laughs) yeah like like he directed game change the one about the like 2008 election that came out in like 2009 or something this is like hey remember when sarah palin was a thing like three years ago where we made a movie where that happens again Remember when everyone was so horny for Sarah Palin? That was weird. But he made a couple of those, and then he made Trumbo, the mostly forgotten movie where Brian Cranston plays blacklisted screenwriter Dalton Trumbo, which was not supposed to be very good, and like Bombshell, the like expose about Fox News that like no one really remembers. Yeah, the whole thing about Fox News was just like, well, yeah, you know all those like hot blonde women? Yeah, they all got sexually harassed, and it was just like, yeah. What? That's news? <clears throat> that's, unsu- I mean, that's unfortunately unsurprising. Sure. Yeah, 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 that's the most unsurprising thing. Yeah. I was like, I was like, wait, these are new allegations? Wait, Ro- Roger Ailes? It's, wait, the Roger Ailes? Was Misbehaved? Who? No. I mean, it's still like, you know. Oh, no, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, listen, I'm not saying I'm pro. <laughs> Just, or even like it's a small deal. No, just, no, 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 no. It's a big. It's, it's it does have a little like you know. It's it's again. It's, it's not terribly surprising that Roger Ailes was a monster. No, no, no. Weirdest thing about that is how Megan Kelly spells her name though. Well, that's not the weirdest thing about that. <laughs> Too many wise. Is a weird way of spelling it. It is a weird way. People go crazy with the Megan. You know what I mean? I'm gonna there are a lot. A lot of people getting a little. I, I feel like we got to rein Megan in. That's why I've always respected our Megan, because it's just M-E-G-A-I. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right? Right? But, you know, but, you know, I mean, I'm sorry, no offense, but, you know, sometimes, you know, the children of the Emerald Isle, sometime, you know what I mean? I mean, I, I don't I don't think it's the pure Irish who are really fucking up the name Megan. It's the people who are like, have you seen that, like, <laughs> it's, it's an old, like, photo that gets passed around Twitter, but, like, of the, like... Pregnant, like, white lady who's, like, got the, like, chalkboard with the different, like, oh insane white lady yeah. names yeah. that are, like, McKaylee for yeah. Tristana for, you know, yeah. whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, like, those those are the people who are fucking up the neg- those, name Megan. Those. Like, adding too many H's and A's and Y's and making yeah. it seem like it should be, like, four syllables long. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the fact that white people ever made, like, Orangelo jokes and shit like that yeah. is just, like, it's just, like, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> buddy. Everyone is out of control. Yeah. What's it called? Yeah, no, yeah. But... Unlike, unlike, unlike me, who drove an hour to Baltimore to demand that the Maryland Department of Vital Records put an accent over my daughter's E. 
which is a real thing I did. Yes. And buddy, I wish I could have taken a picture of the lady's face when I explained, when I told her what I wanted. Mm-hmm. Josephine. Just <laughs> also, also the way the Social Security Administration, because I also went there, just did not understand what I was trying to do. They tried to make her. They, 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 they were like, "Oh, okay, yeah, we change it here. Does this look right?" And they like made it like like O'Neill, like 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 they put in apostrophe, and I was like, "No, it's an accent." Like, there are Spanish people in the world. Like, you know them. Also, I'm French. French. I, they were just like, I, I just literally was just like, do you promise me that this will not fuck her over? That her name on her birth certificate is different than her name on her social security card? And they were like, nah, I'm fine. I'm like, okay. Okay. And I walked away. I was there for two hours. Good use of my time. All right, so speaking of men who are regular, let's talk about Mike Myers. Yes, yes, yes. So we're here to discuss Austin Powers. Oh, my God, wait. Okay, I have a little bit of celebrity gossip about him. Do you want this now or do you want this later? Let's, let's dive in. So we've, we've already done a, lot, a, a decent amount of Mike Myers talk all the way back near the beginning mm-hmm. on the uh, uh, Love Guru episode. Oh, um, man. We did a deep dive on how he's you know, kind of a weird, strange asshole. Oh man, I might rewatch that movie. <laughs> All right, more power to you, buddy. But tell me your your celebrity gossip. So 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 my buddy Doug, um, at at some point, uh, so he was um, he was on vacation with um, this other friend of his, mm-hmm. um, and and they were I can't remember where they were, right? But they were somewhere, and 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 this guy walks in right with this like super hot woman, right? And they're just like, he looks so familiar. Oh my God, it's that's Mike Myers. You know what I mean, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like 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 he had made a bunch of movies and, you know, like this is like mid-2000s, right? So, you know, it was like still kind of like, oh, that's Mike Myers. And so, right, and so they're kind of like trying to like figure out like how to talk to him. Right, and eventually like, <clears throat> like, like one of the guy's dads just kind of goes like, hey, you're Mike Myers, aren't you? And he was just like, oh, yeah, how you mm-hmm. doing, right? And like super cool guy. And they like talked about like hockey, like my buddy's Canadian. Right, you know, right, you know, he's like a Canucks fan, right? So, you know, he's kind of, oh, you know, the Canucks, you know, and they, mm-hmm. ah, hockey, right? <clears throat> and, 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 you know, right, and the woman he was with, you know, was also like very charming and everything, right? And he's kind of like, ah, you know, right? And he's like, all right, well, we're going to go, you know, nice, you know, nice meeting the fan. And he's like, oh, yeah, nice to meet you, right? And then, like, one of the guys' dads is just like, hmm, right? And he, like, like looks up, like, Mike Myers' wife. You know what I mean? <laughs> And it was not the one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that was, yeah. So anyway, that's that story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, so specifically, we heard you talk about perhaps Mike Myers' you know, best known creation, mm. a man known as Austin Powers. Mm, groovy baby. Groovy baby. So, um, I mean, this is, this is your show. What do you want so to So the about? whole joke is that the 60s happened. That is, that is, so the whole joke is imagine a British man from the 60s. Yeah. Isn't that funny? That with, with fart jokes. So so Austin Powers um, uh, uh, is is a movie. Um, so so Mike Myers was on SNL, right? And and yeah. I think Mike Myers at this point he had made Wayne's World, right? Which was we're, we're kind of in. I mean SNL has done this for a while. Right. But, you know, right. They make these movies 
where um, where they where they take like a a bit character on SNL and they then just give them a full length movie. Yeah, right? Have not done it in a long time. Have not. Mm-hmm. Thank God. Because I mean, some of them some of them were good. Like I I did a like. As we talked about on the Love Guru episode, like I'd never really seen like Mike Myers is just someone's a phenomenon that missed me. Yes, like, I wasn't an SNL guy. I just wasn't. I didn't watch any of his movies in the '90s for whatever reason. You know, mm-hmm. like it's the kind of thing. Like I feel like it's like almost like getting struck by lightning level odds. That like even if that wasn't something that like initial like appealed to yeah. me particularly, that I just never saw that you would like, never a birthday it. party or yeah. something. But yeah. I, just, I didn't. Yeah, the um, fact that you had never seen an Austin Powers movie was legitimately yeah. shocking. I mean, what? I, so watching this for the first time, I felt like I had seen it because every single bit from it has been like you done know, over and has over. Like entered the canon. Exactly. It's like, it's like like trying to watch Borat in like yeah. now. Yeah, like you've heard it. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, like I, I did take this as an opportunity to like go back and catch some of the like stuff that I had missed and like. I'll say of everything that I watched, like Wayne's World was far and away the standout. Oh, Wayne's World! The the original is legitimately a great comedy. Yeah. Oh no, it's so funny. The other ones you don't have to watch, but I mean, even like, um, wait, which one was the one where they do the, the one where they do like the big, like they have like Jim Morrison's ghost or whatever. So like, uh, yeah, I, that's what I did not watch Wayne's World two, which I believe that is in. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, which yes. I heard, which seemed like I mean, it's it's a sequel that came out like. 11 months later or something it's yes. like a, we, we got lightning in a bottle we need to get a sequel out quick and yep. from what i've heard you can tell yep yep yeah. you really can <laughs> it's a big because i also loved wings or my dad showed me yeah. wings my dad showed me all these movies right but 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 so but so you know so snl is like making these movies right and 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 austin power is not an snl character right no this is mike myers really kind of breaking from snl right mike myers who was a popular character on snl right straight on snl right and and funny guy, right? And he and he writes um, this movie, Austin Powers, right? Yeah, and I mean, I, I think that what you really the other context that is coming in is let me make sure I'm getting the exact order of these things right. Um, but so this is it's not coming directly after Wayne's World. It is coming. So his most sort of was it? I married an axe murderer. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I haven't seen that one. Wayne's World, So I Married an Axe Murderer, Wayne's World 2, then Austin Powers. And yeah. So I Married an Axe Murderer is, like, another one of the ones I watch. And it's, like, it's okay. Yeah. But, like, the thing about So I Married an Axe Murderer is that everyone other than Michael Myers is so fucking funny in it. Yeah. Like, it's it's a movie that is chock full of cameos that are like just one scene guest like guest star appearances. Yeah. Like I mean, like 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 like, like, like Kevin Nielsen is it or uh, I don't remember if he's in it. Steven Weber is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um Charles Broden has one scene and is hilarious. Um uh fucking Phil Hartman as like a tour guide at Alcatraz is yeah. like gives a like rolls his eye in a way eyes in a way that is like the most overstated and hilarious eye roll I have ever seen. And it's like everyone except Mike Myers is batting like one million percent. Yeah. And it's the one movie where Mike Myers is like, he's, I mean, he's also doing his like way over the top, like Scottish dad thing. Yeah. But he's also like, he is supposed to be like the 
romantic lead at the corner of this movie. Yeah. He's supposed to be playing like more or less a normal guy. Like yeah. the, the characterization is a little weird. He's like they, they give him some strange quirks that kind of cut against that at the yeah. same time. Like he's into like slam poetry. But like he's still supposed to be like a romantic lead. And yeah. like you can feel him like vibrating with like efforts trying to appear normal and likable. Yeah. Yeah. And like it was not really a huge success. And like no. you can like I think that like with Austin Powers, you can feel him being like, I need a character. Yeah. I need to get back to that. Yeah. 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 Well, because I think I think he kind of saw, like, Sandler, like, you know, like, because Sandler was kind of able... I mean, Sandler was always, like, funny in his movies, yeah. you know what I mean, right? But, 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 like, I mean, well, like, that was one of the funniest things about fucking Uncut Gems, right? Is that, like, Adam Sandler... I mean, and it's not only Uncut Gems, right? But Uncut Gems is the one I can think of the most recently where, like, Adam Sandler just gives an incredible dramatic performance. So, this actually, this is... This is an incredible anecdote I just heard. Yeah. About the that has nothing to do with Austin Powers, but ties into that. Um, and I'm, I'm stealing this from uh, Blake Jack. Yeah. Um, but Bill Nye, the like, uh, he's an English actor. Yeah, I was gonna say he's yeah. one of those guys that like he's he was he played like Davy Jones in the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, but it's like yeah. one of those guys who's like you know like yeah. like a very like respected English thespian who's also like has, like, you know, remodeled his kitchen, like, occasionally dropping into, like, Hollywood movies to, like, mm -hmm. class him up a little bit. Mm -hmm. It was, like, this, you know, very respected, like, um, English actor um, who had no idea who Adam Sandler was, but watched, like, and never encountered him, like, wasn't even aware of him as a presence, and just watched um, Punch Drunk Love and was like, this is the greatest performance I have ever seen. And it like went around raving to people being like, have you heard of this man, Adam Sandler? He gave like the most lived in behavioral performance I have ever seen. And it's like, even after he found out like, oh, he's the dude from Billy Madison, it's continued to be like, look, I'm telling you, Punch Drunk Love, the most like in a character I have ever seen an actor be, legitimately the greatest dr dramatic performance I aim in every role to try and equal Adam Sandler. <laughs> That's so funny. Especially because I've said it a million times, my dad's reaction to watching Punch Drunk Love wasn't funny at all. <laughs> Which, I mean, is wrong. That movie is funny. PTA is a funny director. Of course, of course. No, my dad well, is... you're expecting Billy Madison. Yeah. My dad is often wrong. <laughs> my, da my dad is like... My dad really... I, I have my father's son so much in, in like I have like the cinephile and also just like the like idiot American where <laughs> two wolves, two wolves. <laughs> but, but no but um but no 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 but he definitely like 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 I, I think you're right I think he was like okay I am a guy that does funny voices and people yes. laugh at that yeah that is how I'm going to make my name that is how I'm going to make my fucking yeah. Right? Like, I'm not. I'm. He's just too weird looking. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Adam Sandler just looks like, you know, your average Jewish dad. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, 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 like. Yeah, I mean, he's he's a dude who, like, every every picture, like, candid photo of him that, like, gets passed yeah. around on, on, like, Twitter or Instagram is just of, like, just Sandler on the street is him wearing just, like, the biggest basketball <laughs> shorts you have ever seen. Who was. There was something that went around, though, because he's, like, friends with some NBA guy and they were just like he can ball yeah he can legitimately he's legitimately pretty good at basketball yeah. he's also yeah he's also one of the uh, one of the few um, um, uh, Hollywood Republicans yeah. What's yeah, it? yeah although I feel like a lot of those guys were oh I mean Schneider is yeah Schneider's yeah. a big one yeah yeah 
but <laughs> did you hear some story recently about um, Schneider? I guess recently was opening for Sandler and bombed so hard that like Sandler had to like come on street, uh, like on stage, like halfway through the set, and be like, "That's enough, buddy." <laughs> The funny, the funniest thing Rob Schneider ever said, and I will never forget this as long as I live. I was in, it was like around um, when uh, like the Passion of the Christ came out, mm-hmm. right? Or you know, Mel Gibson had the or, or, because that was kind of around the same time. Was that kind yeah, of around the same? I don't remember the exact order, but, but yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So Mel Gibson. Well, I mean, out. Mel Gibson had a few of those. But, Mel, he sure did. Yeah, right? with a few different ethnic groups, but yeah. but 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 this is around the the, the Jew hating part, and and. I remember, like, I was in the, the 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 grocery store with my parents, and I just like, you know, I just like open up a magazine and start reading it, right? And I and 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 I saw there was like, you know, people react to Mel Gibson, and I was like, ah, oh, okay, right? And for people do react to Mel Gibson. <laughs> they sure do, yeah. right? But like, but like, they had like Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider was like, Rob Schneider was like, as as a half Jewish person, I will never work with Mel Gibson. <laughs> You know, I think, I don't, of all of the the things that have been threatened upon Mel Gibson, I think that's one he's going to be able to survive. I was just, I was just like, what if Mel Gibson was just... There'll be, be like a Haiti imposing sanctions on a country. Like, well, Haiti was the first country to declare war on Nazi Germany. <laughs> Good for Haiti. That is true. That is, that is what, like, I think, I think immediately, like, that was one of the many times the American, like, the American Marines were like, okay, so we're going to go to Haiti just in case. <laughs> <laughs> that was maybe one of the good times that they did that. Who knows? I don't know. They like reimposed slavery a couple times. Probably just stay out. Specifically, the Marines. Yeah. Always, it's always specifically the Marines who get sent to Haiti. Yeah, that's so weird. Anyway, so yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> We're talking yeah, about yeah, Mike yeah, Myers. Yeah, yeah. We're talking about Mike. Yeah, but so anyway, right? So 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 he writes this movie, and 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 it is. A fucking hit. So no, that there's actually a qualification to this. Okay. So I I, I was just making shit up. I just assumed it was a hit because I liked it. Right. So I'm gonna lay back down. My tummy hurts. So this movie. While you're talking. It it did well, um, like in theaters. It did like pretty well. It wasn't like a a gargantuan hit, but it it played really well on video. Yeah. Like it is a movie that just got rented like over and over and over again. And the second one was a massive hit. Yeah. The second one made more in its opening weekend than the first one made in its entire theatrical run. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's everyone right. had watched the uh, the first one like yeah a million times. On exactly. The, yeah. Because yeah. this is 1997, so that's like peak like blockbuster. Yeah. Time. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like that is like when like yeah. I mean like I mean, that's so crazy. But like that was like such a normal part of growing up was mm-hmm. like. It was like family, like yeah, you like go to Blockbuster and like look around and rent a movie and like yeah. And if you're if you're nine years old, you're gonna rent the same movies over and over again. Yeah, yeah. over and over. And you're gonna fucking memorize yes. Austin Powers. Austin, and then you're gonna say it to your friend Rob all the time, so that even when he watches it like twenty years later, he's still gonna feel like he's seen it. Like they're they're like legitimately like every joke in this movie is like this is a pretty good joke but I have heard Heard it before not like avert not like not like like down like talking down my nose like I've heard a version of this joke before like no I've literally just heard people doing this yeah like congratulations you came up with the joke and it was good enough that I've now heard it many times exactly Mazel Tov yeah Yeah. no 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 no. it it, I think you're right 
it kind of was like the first Borat. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, like. It was like this, then Anchorman, then Borat. And yes. then they stopped making comedies. Yes. No, no, no. But you're kind of not wrong yeah. on that. What's it called? Yeah. My. <laughs> because, I mean, he's like. I think we saw Borat with my grandpa. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's crazy. <laughs> I did have a classmate who saw Borat with their mom. <laughs> I saw and, he, and I was like, how was that? And he's like, it was weird. Yeah, I saw Borat. I, think, I saw Bruno with my entire family, I think, including my mom. The singing penis part. That's, I mean, that one's on you. Like, <laughs> you had seen Borat. You knew what you were yeah, well, because we thought Borat just, was kind of funny. Yeah, it's just like, what if Borat was gay? Yeah. Was, <laughs> my grandpa was like, I didn't appreciate all the jokes. But then he found out that he's Jewish, and he's like, oh, well, he should know better. <laughs> but, but I mean, like, uh, but I, I also, like, watching this, even, like, 20 years later, 20, yeah, that 25 is, years later. That is wild. Like, I watch it, and, like, even, like, being, like, okay, like, kind of feeling like I'm getting the, like, microwaved leftovers, I still watch it, and I'm like, I get it. Yeah. Because, like, from, like, moment one, with, like, him, you know, that, like you know, entrance of him, like the theme songs playing, walking yeah. down the street, everyone dancing. It's just, it feels like here's the new guy. Yeah. Everybody's going to like the new yep. guy. He's yep. doing his little dance. Yep. Yeah. 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 Everyone, everyone loves milkshake duck. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it, no, it, 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 because like, that's the crazy thing, right? Right. Because like, cause when I rewatch this, right. Mm -hmm. Like, like I, I'm watching, I'm like, Oh, that's like, yeah, yeah. That's Austin Powers. Yeah. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Right. Like there are Austin Powers impersonators, right? Like, like you go to a Halloween party, there's like a non-zero chance. You see it less now, right? Yeah. But there's like a non-zero chance that someone's going to come as Austin Powers. You yeah. know what I mean, right? Like it was a thing that mm -hmm. was in the zeitgeist, right? But like, yeah, this was everyone seen it. Like, it it feels, I mean, it feels kind of like the, like what's the, the Simpsons episode where the, like the, um, what, Poochie? Not Poochie, but the, uh, um, the like, uh, fucking ventriloquist doll. No. Oh. Um, that like can't like, steals Krusty's thumber, thunder and for like weeks beforehand they're like it's Blippo coming or I don't remember the exact name but it's yeah. just but it's just yeah. and <laughs> for weeks it's like Blippo's coming get ready for Blippo and, yeah. then, and then like Blippo emerge like they they finally show Blippo and it's he's got like eight different catchphrases ready to go in the like like in the barrel yeah. it's just like and parts just like you know, Krusty's dead. Like, <laughs> like Blippo came ready to go. That's, that's just what, that's what Austin Powers feels like. He's got like eight yeah. catchphrases just ready to go. Like ready. it just it feels like watching an action figure design like designed for children. You just pull its string. And it's like uh, oh behave, oh behave, groovy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, like like it was it was insane how he played this. Yeah, you know what I mean, right? Because like because like. Like, 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 you know, there have always been, like, memorable um, mm -hmm. uh, 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 lines from movies, you know, like, like, mm -hmm. like, no one puts baby in a corner, you know, right? the people like, sure. what, 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 you son of a bitch, that's a perfectly fine no, it, it is, it just, it wasn't the poll I was expecting. <laughs> I haven't seen the movie. <laughs> I, I fast forward. I fast forward. I checked out on Mr. Skin, and I was like, "Not <laughs> worth it." Okay, let's go dirty. I will never. I still need to watch. Yeah, uh, e tu mama también. It's really good movie. I, I used to. I used to when I was a kid. I would just go through 
Um, like, 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 cause I was like, okay, what's like the most like porn, but that I can have some plausible deniability here. Mm-hmm. Right. And I just remember like being on like, you might eat, eat for a while. And I was just like, well, it's foreign. So there's yeah. a really good chance, but no, dude, I mean, this is a total tangent, but like, if you look at like the, uh, um, like the the top grossing movies for like the early sixties, like pretty reliably, there's like one like foreign movie in there, and it's almost always because like you, you see a little skin in this one, but it's it's always like like an art film, like La Note, this like yeah. Italian like existentialist drama is like, yeah. was like the eighth highest grossing movie of like 1962 or whatever, just because it was a little risque by 60s standards. And they were so desperate for just a peak of skin. They're like, I'll watch some art shit. I will watch Eddie, th- which is so funny when you just think about like, they just had tits in movies in like the twenties. Uh, not, I mean, people overstate like how like crazy pre-code films. Yeah. You, were, you, were, you would you would see some stuff. You weren't going to see like straight up titties. Yeah. You, but you would see some like a real scantily clad flapper girl. Maybe. You, you would see something that you could that you could think about later in a latrine and yes. I don't know why. I don't know. If they a would latrine? Well, yeah, maybe you're <laughs> in the military. Plumbing in the 20s in most places. Could have been in the military. <laughs> I think our boys deserve some jack off material. <laughs> anyway. And well, not at the time. I just, I like the idea of like Someone in like 1927 Oklahoma, like going to see a Marlena Dietrich film. Just jacking <laughs> <laughs> on the outhouse. <laughs> it just smells like shit. <clears throat> that lady dressed like a dude, but I liked it. You, that's where they had to jack off, right? I don't know, Matt. I think it was probably a very personal decision. <laughs> I do like these back halves of the episode where we can just really let our hair down, like kind of talk about <laughs> It's Austin Powers. You've seen, unless you're Rob, you've seen it. But like building on what you were saying, just like you know, it's like this. This feels like engineered for like a nine year old. Yeah. But like at the same time, it's like it also really doesn't. No. <laughs> I mean, I you know I. I watched a lot of like Bond movies when I was a kid, but I don't. Like, they're like kind of designed for nine-year-olds. Yeah. Too. Like this almost. This is only kind of a parody of a Bond movie. Is the crazy thing. Like, yeah. It is. It is in a lot of ways, but it's also like even more like a parody of all of the like, like back in like in the heyday of the like Connery Bonds, there were all of these like knockoff Bond movies that were like insp- yeah. like inspired by it or parodying it. Yeah. Like, there's like that French one that was like OSS. I mean, those, those are more recent. Um, oh, are they? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. But there's like the. I mean, there might have been older ones too. But there was the. Um, I, I the only ones I have seen were like two thousands. Um, oh, okay. But there's like uh, like in like Flint with like James Coburn, which is like where the actual Austin Powers getup comes from. Like that's from like a like a parody of um, Jesus Christ, James Bond starring James Coburn. Like Remo Williams, the adventure begins. Like. These things are completely forgotten, and that's almost as much what like yeah. Austin Powers is parodying. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, no, and 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 because like, those are way like those are way more they have more way more of the like groovy stuff. Cause, yeah, like, the Bond movies like I mean, the Connery ones like are very like obviously informed by the '60s, but like they are also like I mean they're like they're real movies that weren't like didn't have the like exploitation like let's just throw in some hippie shit because yeah. you know yeah they're, you know you know they're a little bit but like I mean, I, mean, little, I mean they're a little more stately than that exactly yeah. yeah 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 like clearly like okay so there's like the whole free love and like you know like people were like starting to have like maybe like more sex in the 60s mm-hmm. right but like James Bond is not like a hippie no I mean it's yeah. like 
Um, and I think it's Goldfinger. Like he like um, makes some crack about you know someone playing some pop music, and he's like, "This this sounds worse than the Beatles." Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah which just, is, makes it funny that like eight years later, like uh, the Wings are scoring one of the Bond movies. Exactly. Like, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Which is hilarious. Yeah. But but no, but because like, that's who James Bond, James Bond is just a psychopath. Yeah. Yeah. But like, like all of this like groovy swing in 60s stuff is not bond it's the no. like cheapo bond knockoffs exactly yeah yeah they were like oh if we put some of this shit in then maybe the kids will like it mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah. yeah yeah which i mean once again but it still works it still fucking works yeah. because you had a bunch of nine-year-olds being like groovy baby yeah. not knowing what the fuck that meant yeah you know what I mean? And this is also from, like, the that, like, 90s heyday of, like, really bit-heavy comedy. Yeah. Where, like, I mean, we talked about this a little bit on the, the Love Guru episode where, like, you know, starting in the, like, mid... Like, Anchorman was kind of the last of those. And that's really kind of, yeah. like, I feel like, the inflection point. Because it's it's those guys who, like... Like, um... Not all of them. Like, Will, like Will Ferrell kept doing it for a little while. But a lot of those guys went on to do, like, the Apatow movies that were supposed to be a little more, like, you know closer to the real world not as you know not as bit heavy more character driven type stuff yeah well i think a big part of that if you kind of look at it is like is like is like is like is like mike myers will ferrell i mean like those are two snl alums mm -hmm. you know what i mean right and then like i mean i mean like some of the i mean a lot of the apatow guys like i mean like you know you have that whole like canadian contingent Mm -hmm. right which are like None of those guys were snl guys Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like they were doing their I, i i don't i don't know you know I don't know if they had it's like Canadian ground lanes or whatever the fuck, right? <laughs> but like, but like, but like, but like, they kind of came from their own thing, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like Paul Rudd wasn't an SNL guy. Um, yeah, know. I mean, a lot of them came out of like freaks and geeks, yeah, which is like you know, like this like kind of a comedy, but also I mean, definitely a comedy, but definitely, also like, com- but, but like a character-driven comedy that in in places was like the most depressing thing I'd ever the, seen. The the most like. Oh my fucking god! What is this? Yeah, like yeah, like like like. I don't know. supposed to be a funny show. Like, yeah. what is going on? Why like, do I want to cry because Jason Siegel's bad at drumming? Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But like, but like, you know what I mean? But like, but like, like, like this. But this is like like pure uncut like nineties like we're just having fun. Yeah. Like well because like that's kind of what SNL is and I think that's why SNL sucks so hard now. Like one of the reasons is just because like like. Look, look, we all like a bit, but, like, this shit of, like, hammering it over and over and over again, you know what mm. I mean? Like, that's that's not where we're at, man. Right. You know? I mean, like, I don't know. I mean, although, you know what, though? Like, I feel like Will Ferrell, though, has gotten away from that, right? Oh, for sure. I mean, he's he's one of those guys who, like contracted the disease a lot of comedians get at 45 where they decide their sadness is the most interesting thing about them mm-hmm. yeah like, you know that makes like which is too bad because like i mean he's some of that's like i don't know i'm actually I'm, i was trying to think of like a good like quasi dramatic will ferrell performance i can't really think of one I can't probably think of there one. is one but like he legitimately can make like anything funny like i watched yeah. elf a couple years ago like oh my god really like not like a, like a movie that is like batting or punching way above its weight. Oh like, my god! The other guys is one of the funniest. But, the, but I mean, that's like a movie where like I, I like that sh- that should be really funny. Elf yeah. is the kind of movie where it's like in anyone else's hands, this would be like 
On the, like, one I mean, of the just, dumbest fucking movies you've ever seen. I mean, even just like, you know, kind of schmaltzy, throwaway Christmas trash. It's yeah. Like, this is actually really funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like, 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 it's funny to the point that like you can watch it any fucking time of year. Yeah. And and, and, and it's funny, you know yeah. what I mean? Right? Like, like it just happens to be a Christmas movie. Yeah. Technically, you know what I mean? Um, But like, but yeah, but that's the thing. So like Mike Myers, right, makes this colossal hit, mm-hmm. right? Like, like like three movie run right and 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 and, and, and I'm pretty sure gold number kind of fell off right uh, yeah I mean the the second one I think quality wise you get diminishing returns immediately absolutely but yeah. like monetary wise the the second one is is the one that does the best yeah um, yeah but the second one had fat bastard so I don't know if I agree with you about the diminishing returns yeah I, I have less tolerance I mean I gross out humor can be funny it just it, 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 he ate a baby. He ate a baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's also that's like the most 1999 movie ever made. That is <laughs> just like everything about it is like you know you've got like low hanging like Starbucks jokes like yeah. Will Ferrell and brownface like still kind of figuring out how we feel about like LGBTQ people. Yep. Just the presence of Heather Graham. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yes, yes. Heather, yeah. Heather Graham, who's lovely. I have nothing bad to say about Heather Graham. But, like, but like the fact that, like... This is someone who had, like, a, a real specific window in in the, in the spotlight. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, like, an incredibly skinny blonde woman. And that was, like, during the time when, 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 when the country as a whole was, like, the hottest thing in the world is, like, the skinniest blonde woman you could ever think of. You know what I mean? But, yeah, no, yeah, but no. Yeah, she was, like, a big... Yeah, this is pre-scrubs for her. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, no, this is, yeah. <laughs> she was in so many movies back then. But for, like, two years. For two years. Yeah. For two years, she was, like, everywhere. And then, like, I have not thought about Heather Graham in forever. Elizabeth Hurley's so hot, though. But anyway, <laughs> what's it called? Elizabeth Hurley, I've always respected Elizabeth Hurley for two reasons. Because she's insanely hot. And because she smokes like sixty cigarettes a day. Wow, good for her. Yeah, she's like she is like so addicted to cigarettes. It's there was some remember once there was some tabloid picture of her. She had like three nicotine patches on or something. <laughs> good for her. It's just she's just. I'm glad you've got a hobby. It's it's, it's like everything. I had a, I had a great uncle that died at sixty seven. Because, or maybe even earlier than that, because he like he 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 like ate like shit. He drank like a fish. But the thing that always blew me away was that he smoked three packs of cigarettes a day. Just finding the time. Like that's what I said. Yeah. That's what. I, and like even like 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 and yeah like get, given like 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 a lot of that was during the time when you could smoke inside like at work mm-hmm. at your sure. desk. But like. That's, that's like you're never not smoking. Yeah, exactly. Like, like I mean, you and I are both like ex-smokers. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. right? Like, like proper cigarette smokers. And like, even if you could, like, like, like did you ever smoke in a car? Like, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. You like, even then, like, 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 do you remember like when you would smoke like three cigarettes back to back, and you'd just be like, oh man, yeah. Like, like you, as a smoker, you feel bad. Yeah, no. You if you if you're doing that many cigarettes, your your lungs got to be broken in. I I, I I think I like did it out once, and I was like, and because because also, so you take away eight hours of sleep, so that's sixteen hours. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna do the math on this. Sixteen hours. To sixteen smoke. hours a day. All right. So let's say, all right, sixty cigarettes. Let's say five minutes a cigarette. 
That's 300 minutes divided by hours. You're spending five hours a day smoking. Just smoking. <laughs> That's a third of your day. Yeah. Yeah. Smoking. Like he had to smoke on the toilet, right? I think that might be the other, the other two thirds. Have you ever done that? No, I never smoked on the toilet. That's 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 living life life a little too deliciously for me. <laughs> Does that like? That's that's what Black Philip was promising. Would you like to smoke on the toilet? I can show you a way. All, th- all the glories of hell are yours. What I always loved about that part was his first his first line was, this is how you can tell this is some fucking old-timey shit. You like butter? <laughs> you like, you fan of, you a butter person? <laughs> yes. It's like, it's like in the fucking lion wish in the wardrobe being like tempted to betray your family for Turkish <laughs> delight. Which is just the nastiest little fucking England sweet you could imagine. Like... What even? I know it's terrible. I wanna. What is Turkish? I, I've looked it up it's before, like, and it's so it's like disappointing. Some sort of like it's, it's like it's like dirt or something. Turkish delight. Let's look up Turk. What is it again? It's it's like a gum. It's based on a gel of starch and sugar. It consists largely of chopped dates, pistachios, often flavored with rose water, bergamot, lemon. Like, I'm sure it's, like, fine. I had some recently, actually, and I was just like, and I was just like, this is okay. There's so many better going to give up my family to Satan for, like, for like, like unsugared powdered donuts, basically. <laughs> Same thing for this bitch. It's gonna, I'm going to give up my family for butter. Just <laughs> If you lived in the past, fuck you. Your life sucked. <laughs> Eat shit. Eat shit and die. I hope you. I wipe my ass with chocolate. It's nothing to me. <laughs> A Victorian child opening the, the Hellraiser box and him saying, I have such sights to show you, and taking him to the candy aisle of a Dwayne Reed. <laughs> but the only thing he picks out are like the candy buttons, <laughs> red vines. <laughs> Smothering his own his own sibling, <laughs> choking them around the red line for a word or two. One of those like little one of those little <clears throat> like strawberry ones <laughs> coming. Yeah. So Austin Powers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, my favorite joke of Austin Powers was at the very beginning. Where, where like, 
<laughs> like, like this is American. This is the, you know, and then this is a Russian. The Russians are you bad? It's like awesome. The Cold War is over, and he goes, he goes oh, about the time those capitalist guy yeah, was coming yeah. to the. That was that was the one where I was like, okay, you know what? That's kind of a funny joke. Yeah, I mean, again, there are some good jokes. Most of the bits in this, I do think, work. Like the the like again, it's it's something that like I had seen so often that when yeah, it came up, I was like, oh, there it is. But like the the guy like. You know when when they're in the steamroller and the guy's screaming like he's about to get run yeah. over and it's it takes like a minute to get there. So do like, you know that's just a well constructed bit. So do you know the deleted scene of that? No. So 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 in other countries, this wasn't a deleted scene, but it was in America mm-hmm. because like the executives were just like the the, the executives were just like this is so fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. No one's gonna like this, but. In other countries, here's how this played, right? So, so mm-hmm. that same scene, you know, stop, stop, right? And they did this a few times, right? Mm-hmm. For whenever a henchman would get killed, mm-hmm. right? And they would, there would be a whole, right? So, for instance, so so um, that scene where the guy gets run over by uh, by 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 the by the um, by the uh, by the paver, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but the steamroller, mm-hmm. uh, and and the I guys. Like but I liked Paver. But Paver sounded good, yeah. didn't it? Mm-hmm. And, and the guy's played by what's his name off of Mad TV. Um, You're more familiar with the, the <laughs> alumnus of Mad TV than I am. <laughs> I have a Mad TV one. I have something mm-hmm. for Mad TV to show you. I shan't be telling the joke on this. Okay. Anyway, but um, but 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 no, but so but so they had like a whole extended shot afterwards, right? Where it cut to like a suburban home, right? Mm-hmm. Right, right. And this mom's just like, oh, Billy, you know. How, are you all excited for your birthday? It's like, yeah, I can't wait for stepdad to get home. <laughs> it was just, and then it was just like, it was just like, and it was just like, oh, Billy, can you answer the phone? It's like, oh no, I can't right now, mom. You, can you get it? Oh, okay. She answers the phone. She's like, hello, yes, yes. This is the wife of such and such, who works at who works for Doctor Evil. Mm-hmm. What? No, no. And then it's like, Billy, your stepfather's dead. And he's just like, no, he was going to teach me how to throw a ball. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and like, they did this over and over again. <laughs> they did this, they had like four of those for mm-hmm. when, um, for when like various like henchmen would die. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, because yeah, in the James Bond, in all these movies, you know, they just randomly kill henchmen. It's just like, no, that guy had a family. And, and the executive just like, American audiences will not appreciate this. <laughs> that's the thing like again like a lot of it is just like random silly well-constructed bits but like and it it, it is only kind of parodying james bond but like even though they're getting to their parody like 25 years too late it's still kind of like yeah it's pretty funny like the like the uh, the like um the bit about like you know dr evil's incredibly complicated ways of trying to kill james bond that only give him time to escape is like you know, it's like not yeah. exactly news at this point. The movies are, again, like 25, 27 yeah. years old now. But like, it's like, yeah. it is the kind of thing where like, I, I I use this as an excuse to like rewatch some of the Connery Bonds too. Mm-hmm. And like, especially in the later ones when we get like progressively sillier, I was like, it's a fair point. Yeah. Like, yeah. Even even 30 years later, it's a fair yeah. point. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I had to write one down from Diamonds Are Forever because it's so... So insane. I think I know the one you're talking about. That's the so, Haitian one, right? No, that's Live and Let Die. Oh, that's right. Um, let's. That's yeah. That's kind of Haitian. It's. It, they don't call it Haiti. They call it like 
San Marco or something like that. But yeah, that's Haiti. That's the the first Moore one. This is the last Connery one. But so Blofeld uh, is is up on a tower in Vegas, penthouse. Gets the drop on Bond. Gets a has a gun on him. Doesn't shoot Bond. Tells him to get in an elevator. Bond gets in the elevator. Gas comes in in the elevator. It's not lethal gas. It's knockout gas. Knocks Bond out. Two henchmen take Bond. Drive him out into the desert in Nevada. Don't shoot him. Don't do anything. Leave him in some just, you know, like pipe section. Sort of near a construction site. It's not like, don't bury the pipe section. It's open. If Bond walk, wake, awoke, he could just walk out of the pipe. <laughs> and they just leave. They go home. Um, the next morning, the construction workers come and continue working on this pipeline. They you know, don't check inside the pipe that has Bond in it. They do bury the pipe underground. And that's it. <laughs> that's the whole plan. I guess they're hoping that he can, like, would, like, starve down there or something. But he just, like, goes to the nearest hatch and gets out. <laughs> that's, the whole, that's the whole plot. <laughs> I, I understand why, why Connery's like, I think I'm done with this now. <laughs> this is getting a little stupid. Like, the, the, one, of the, one of the other funny things is watching the first couple were, like... It is supposed to be like, I mean, it, it was always a little over the top, obviously. It was just supposed to be like, you know, a spy drama. Like the, like, you know, the evil plan that Spectre has in Dr. No is like, they're kind of making America's space launches like a little more difficult. Yeah. Like, it's like, even NASA's like, I mean, we can still do it. It's just really annoying what yeah. they're doing. And like, you know, like, and, and, from Russia with, with love is just like we're trying to steal like a code breaking machine. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like, we're the like, Soviets. We're on <clears throat> the other side of the Cold it's just War. Regular spy stuff. Yeah, and like even like what M like the secret gadgets M give or not Q gives to Bond yeah. is like in the first one. It's like here's a briefcase with a hidden compartment, or yeah. like here's a gun that won't jam quite as much. And then all of a sudden it's gold in like Goldfinger entering on number three. All of a sudden it's like. Here's a magic car that costs like a trillion pounds and can fly. And the villain is like obsessed with gold. And that's his whole deal. <laughs> just a hard left turn. Just, well, that, that was the great thing about what I learned about gold member was that it was just like, I love gold, right? And then like, like, like he just keeps saying that over and over again. And that's in the Austin Powers one, which like, which honestly is a really great parody because yeah, that's Goldfinger's entire deal. Okay, I mean, you're not wrong that it is Goldfinger's entire deal. I would push back on it being great parody because at a certain point, the joke does get old. Like, that's the whole joke of that character. And that's, you're right, he just keeps saying it. And like, no, he's also Dutch. (laughs) (laughs) You're right, it's a layered joke. But like, it is, so I think that is a good, good sort of launching pad to talk about how like, this franchise has some diminishing returns. (laughs) Like, again, like, the the first one, like, is legitimately, like, a functional comedy. I enjoy it. Like, I I feel like I missed the party on it a little bit, but I see why the party happened. Yeah. The second one is, like, again, like, 
feels like they're they're taking a bit of a victory lap. They're kind of stunting on you. Like, they are a little like bit. Like it, it opens. It's one of those movies that like opens with like here's every celebrity in the world in this movie because we are that big. That's right. That's right. We have. Tom Cruise playing Austin Powers in a movie directed by Steven Spielberg, who's here, by the way. Mm-hmm. We're going to have a dance number with Britney Spears because, you know, she's happening right now. Yep, yep. And also, here's Fat Bastard. And, yeah, and like, and again, like, the, the jokes are a little weaker, yeah. you know. You know the whole deal with that, right? What's that? What's it about? That, like, I think Mike Myers' dad is, like, Scottish-Canadian. Yeah. He's, like, properly from Scotland. Yeah. No, there's a, there's a, he's, he seems to like that accent. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So does. Well, you know what I always respect Mike Myers for real quick? Just What's know. that? What's it called? Well, you know, he was in, in Glorious Bastards. I do, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you know You've the, told this story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just like, I just want to be a British general that gets to point at things. <laughs> yeah. And so they just let him do that. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's how Mike Myers ended up in a Tarantino film. Yeah. And, and then by the third movie, it's like the, the comedic juice has just gone. It's, it's, I loved that movie so much as a kid. <laughs> it is not a good movie. I have seen that movie probably ten times. I, I do really love, like, so the, the, in, the love interest in it is Beyonce. Well, I didn't know who that was at the time. Sure. But they, they have, and they have at the moment, the, or at the, at the climax, like the briefest and most awkward kiss. Oh, and like. Yeah. And like you know, Beyonce is Beyonce. Yeah. And Mike Myers is Mike Myers is Mike Myers, a pretty strange, awkward dude. And like Beyonce does not seem that thrilled to be kissing Mike Myers. I just I would love to know like the contract negotiations that went into like eventually leading to Beyonce conceding to receive one very brief. Closed mouth kiss on the lips from Mike Myers. Just the billable hours that Rennett went into reaching that conclusion. <laughs> the dump truck of cash that they brought to her house. Because hey, cause she was like Destiny's child and then, like, she was like not no one. No, she was, I mean, she was already Beyonce. Beyonce, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. She, she would only, you know, reach higher heights, but like she was. Still Beyonce, yeah, yeah. yeah. It just, just she was at this point. She, I mean, she was doing them a favor. Yeah, yeah. The fact she's in this movie at all is honestly. What, this is this was from like the very brief period in which she's like, should I be a movie star too? I'm like, yeah. I don't, and she wasn't bad at it. Like she's she's good in the movie, and like she's even better in other movies. Like, yeah, she's good in Dreamgirls, but like, yeah. just ne- none of the movies on their own totally clicked, and she yeah. just kind of seemed to be like, I don't know, I can. Just go back to being like the biggest pop star on the planet. It's probably exactly. fine. Yeah, yeah. Well, like kind of direct my yeah. own movies a little bit too. Yeah. It's also just, it's just wild that she was in that movie. <laughs> yeah. You know what it I just, mean? It feels like the kind of thing that like was the product of like a a huge like chain of cosmic coincidences that <laughs> yes. could only happen in two thousand three. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Which yeah. was like, I mean. Maybe because like these were like huge movies, but like also just like yeah, she had to have been paid so much money. Yeah, because it is just because like these are all very scatological movies. Yeah, that movie, but that movie really doesn't have a whole lot else to do. There are so many poop jokes in that movie. Yeah, no, yeah. So 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 now you've seen all three Austin Powers movies. Mm Hmm. How do you feel 
I mean, about Austin Powers. Again, it, it's like I begrudge no one their Austin Powers. <laughs> okay. I like having seen the first one again, not really being surprised by anything in it. I'm still like, yeah, I can see why this hit at the time. It's kind of, you know, it's not something that's really going to like have it like if I had been like completely unaware of Austin Powers, I probably would have, you know, I enjoy, like I did enjoy the movie. I probably would have enjoyed it even more if like it was completely fresh to me. But, like, it still feels like something that was very much, like, of its time and aimed at, like, a particular demographic that I have aged out of at this point. Yeah. So, I, I, I like, I, I gave it a good rating on Letterboxd. You know, it was, like, three and a half out of five. Um, that's, that's what it deserves. Yeah, yeah. But it's also, like, you know, the it, 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 while also acknowledging it is of a moment that has passed. Yes. Yeah. What's it called? Would you watch it again? Yeah, probably. You know, I'm yeah. not like rushing to. I, I, I again, I bear it no ill will. Like I can, I, it, it is, it is a well constructed movie. A lot of good jokes in it. I've just heard them all a million times. Which, point. which one would you watch again? Oh, only the first one. Okay. I have no interest in seeing the other two ever again. <laughs> I, I just love Fat Bastard. <laughs> I know he's a very you character. He ate a baby. He ate a baby. Do you think he actually ate a baby? Like, are you asking? Like, did Myers go method for that? Uh, I mean, he was big enough at the time; he might have been able to get away with it. Yeah, he could. He could. He, he could have done some PizzaGate shit. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Was he on the plane? Was is, is Mike Myers on Wait, the flight is Mike Myers no, I don't think so. Wait, but but Chris Tucker was. Chris Tucker was. Yeah. There, there's that point where it was like, no, it was another Chris Tucker, and then the picture comes out. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh wait, no, nope, that's yep. that's that. Chris that Tucker. is the same Chris Tucker. Who I think, I think, still holds the record for most money paid to be in a comedy movie with Rush Hour Three. That's entirely possible. Yeah, he made fifty million dollars for that. Like straight up, no points. They, I, 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 I'm pretty sure they paid like his, his cost. They paid him fifty million dollars for that. I want to look that up. Yeah, that's like one of those things that like I just, I mean, I, I was gonna say I just know, but then I was like, how do I know that? Chris, Chris Tucker quote Rush Hour three. Let's see. Oh, a quote was the wrong thing to search because now they're just giving me quotes <laughs> from Rush Hour. Well, let's say salary, even though that's not quite right. Twenty-five million. Oh, I apologize. I was, to, I was about to say like fifty million is would be. I mean, that would be like double. Like, yeah. Because like it was a big deal when like someone hit like twenty million for the first yeah. time in the nineties, and that's also kind of where it peaked. Yeah. Like you know, twenty-five million is still a lot. Twenty-five million. Yeah, that's that's a huge amount. Yeah, for Rush Hour 3. Yeah, yeah. Well, because he just was literally like, you can't make this movie without me. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm sure there are actors who have made more on like on movies, but like that's, like I know like, I think 
for a while, Tom Cruise would get like 30% of a movie's gross or something insane like that. Yeah. So like didn't get paid a lot up front, but maybe probably made a shit ton of money on the movie anyway. Yeah. yeah. Like I think War of the Worlds, like 50% of the gross was just going to him and Spielberg alone. Yeah. yeah. But you also have to think about, you also have to think about, because here's the thing about Tom Cruise, right? Because mm-hmm. Tom Cruise, the man is literally trying to die. Yeah, but this this is this was in the like pre trying to die part of his career. Okay, fair enough. Is, right? It's also like he's also for being like one of the biggest movie stars on the planet. Like he hasn't had a like prior to Top Gun Maverick hadn't had like a massive domestic hit. Like in, in the way that like you know like um like the, uh, I should re- qualify that a little bit like. Um, the original Top Gun was, uh, all of his movies are really big, obviously, but, like, um, for the most part, like, I don't think, there was some number his, his, like, his actual movies had never crossed. But, like, yeah. he wasn't, like, his movies weren't quite as, like, they were culturally pervasive and occasionally very big, but he was someone who usually, like, made, like, hit, like, triples rather than home runs. It was just really yeah. consistent at doing that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which still, if you consistently hit triples, you're one of the best baseball players. Yeah. Of all. You're, I mean, you're one of the best batters of all time, right? Yeah. But, like, but like, yeah, but, but yeah, but this the Chris Tucker was doing, why are you Chinese? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that was what Chris Tucker was doing. Yeah. Right? Why, why, why are you Chinese? Yeah. Yeah. Also, Jackie Chan says the N word in the uh, in the first in the first in the first rush hour. He does, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was recently uh, watching Drunken Master. Great. I still haven't seen that one. That's one of his I haven't seen. It's really good. It's really good. He's great in it. Yeah. He calls an old woman a bitch. Yeah, he's he's weird. (laughs) He's a. I I really appreciate his movies. He doesn't seem like the best guy. No, he he he's 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 a very interesting man because he's. I'm pretty sure from Hong Kong. Yeah, but very strongly like pro, pro mainland. Yeah, 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 yeah. Also, I think and like we we got into all this on the Rush Hour episode. We like, did, you know, kind of just chauvinist and. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. No, but god damn it, dude can engineer a stunt. God, he's so good. Yeah, he's so fucking good and funny. Yeah, he's he's genuinely a treasure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Taiwan hasn't put it in treasure, is all I'm saying. All right. <laughs> Three. That's a magic number. Yes, it is. It's the magic number. Somewhere in this hip-hop soul community. was born three makes love me, and that's a magic number. Difficult preaching is posthumous pleasure. Pleasure in preaching starts in the heart. Something that stimulates the music in a measure. Measure in the music, racing three parts. Casually see, but don't do like the soul. Cause seeing and doing are actions for monkeys. Doing hip hop hustle, no rock and roll. Unless your name's Brewster, cause Brewster's a punky. Parents let go, cause it's magic in the air. Criticizing rap shows you're out of order. Stop looking, listen to the phrase and Fred Astaire's. And don't get offended while Mace Dosi does your daughter. A dry camera roll system is now set. Fly around the store under Daisy Productions. It stands for the inner sound, y'all. In your Quebec, that the action's not a trick, but showing up a function. Everybody wants to be a DJ, everybody wants to be an MC, but being speakers are the best, and you don't have to guess. Still, I'm so posse, consist of three, and that's the magic number. Three. This is the 
Yeah. Right, we're going to talk about what we've been watching. I, I don't know. Any final thoughts on Austin Powers? No. Yeah. No, we're good. It's not... I mean, I don't... I don't know that it's a movie that re- requires a lot of, like, deep critical Honestly, dives. we've talked so much more about it than we should have. <laughs> we, I mean, we, we talked about... we. This segment was long. I don't know how much we spent talking about Austin Powers. Though. I That's, feel like we talked for 50 minutes and, like, 15 of them were about Austin Powers. Well, it was not the love guru or yeah. something important. Yeah. The love guru... Man, I am going to rewatch the love guru. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> right. So... I don't know why I'm looking up, like, I still keep track of what movies I watch. Yeah, so... Um, I don't. I don't even know what. I guess I should just highlight a few of like my my favorite movies from yeah, since we've been that. recording. That's um, fine. So well, again, I'll try and just to again to limit it even further to keep this down from getting too long. I'll just talk about like this year releases. Um, so I did love Tar. We talked about Tar. That was probably my favorite movie of last year. But just really like it. The dude who directed it, um, Todd Field. Um, is like a Kubrick acolyte. Like he was the dude who played Nick Nightingale in uh, Eyes Wide. Have you seen Eyes Wide Shot? No. You would love Eyes Wide Shot. That's what I've heard. Yeah, it's a very like, if you're into like Epstein conspiracy theory stuff, it's definitely playing into all that. That's what I've heard, but also, I've also heard it's about a jealous husband, and I'm one of the most jealous people in the world. So. <laughs> yes, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah no, it's it like, um, it's definitely like, Kubrick's movie about jealousy, which apparently he was like try like uh, that was his like something he was trying to do. Apparently his whole career was trying to crack how to like make a movie about jealousy. Like apparently loved the movie um, Modern Romance by Albert Brooks and like called up Al- Albert Brooks in like a jealous rage, being like, "How did you do that? I don't. I, I need to know how you did that." Wait, Albert Brooks. Yeah. Wait, like Albert Einstein. Like, what do you mean, like Albert Einstein? Isn't Albert Brooks? Albert Einstein? No, from Drive. Oh. Yeah. Comedian, Albert Brooks, The Simpsons. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, yeah. No, his real name is Albert Einstein. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I forgot that about him. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Yeah, that Albert Brooks. No way. Yeah. No. But, anyway, Todd Field is in that, which is all just to say, like, Tar feels, like, very Kubrickian, and it's, like, slow. Like, not slow. It's, like, it's not, like, it's not, like, the touring her slow, just like deliberate, kind of chilly, but like mm-hmm. it also it kind of feels like it might be kind of secretly a ghost story or What's like it about. So it's about a conductor played by Kate Blanchett, who's like, uh oh, like like trains <laughs> symphonies, not trains. Nope, so. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Uh, no, I now dislike Tar. It would be. It, if if it was a movie about a train a, a canceled train conductor, then I would be into it. <laughs> and it, it like it um like it, it is about like a conductor who gets canceled. And that's the way it's been like you know framed, just because that's the easiest like log line on it. But that makes it seem like it's not like a culture war like hot button issue movie. It like I, I expected it to be much sort of like stupider than it was like I, I feared like I'd heard really good things I'm like this sounds like someone just trying to make a movie that's like trying to push people's buttons yeah and it's it's not that like it's just it's a movie about like power basically okay. like how you know how that can corrupt someone how that looks and Cape mm. Blanchett is really good in it and um and, and it, it just it is again sort of like 
I don't know. I, I read like a quote from Scorsese where he walked out and was like, my faith in cinema has been restored after seeing Tar. I was like, yeah, that honestly feels fair. It's a really good movie. Um, he needs, he needs, I love Scorsese so much, but I hate how he talks. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, 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 be like, I remember, I think it was uh, Paul F. Tompkins made a joke when, uh, when Hugo came out, uh, his, his like kids movie, yeah. but that was also still about being like obsessed with the movies. And, yeah. like, all of the reviews being like, it's Scorsese's love letter to cinema. And Tompkins being, made, Paul F. Tompkins made some joke that like, like, yeah, no shit. Like that doesn't, that doesn't make it sound interesting to me necessarily. Like Martin Scorsese seems interested by the dust that collects on projectors. Like, <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's fair. Like I love I love the dude. I love his passion. I don't think he's wrong. Like I, I'm yeah. coming from the same place a lot of the time. But like yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. This yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like yeah. If Martin Scorsese was not Martin Scorsese, Martin Scorsese would be on a bus in <laughs> <laughs> in Tehran. Yeah, being like I'm Mark yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what else? Um, uh, the Banshees of Inisherin. Oh yeah, I really want to watch that one, dude. It's good. Um, yeah. It. Uh, <laughs> like a movie about uh like platonic male friendship breaking up like it's like so i'm glad someone made that that's that's a story that needs to be told that's a story yeah but that like keeps ratcheting up in terms of absurdity and violence like um it's also such a wonderful pairing i love that colin farrell and bernie gleason yeah like and I mean, they're both really good. Really good. Colin Farrell, in particular, is really like he's he's always a dude who's like been really good. Like, he, and yeah. he's a guy. It felt like it took a while to like find his place. Like he was in a lot of like sort of boring leading man roles for a while. Yeah, yeah. It was like he's kind of let his hair down and like done some more like character actor stuff. Yeah, he's really well suited yeah. to. Like they kind of tried to make him like like Irish Tom Cruise a little bit. For yeah, a little, well, it, yeah. and he like you. It felt like he got a little lost in those roles. He was mm-hmm. a little. Didn't didn't know how to be bland enough. Yeah, really. yeah, yeah. They were just like they're just like, oh, he's just like a really hot guy, and it's like, no, he's a character actor. Yeah, and like, yeah. It was, what he's yeah. playing in this is like a really friendly kind of stupid guy, mm-hmm. and he's like he's really good at like he's really good at playing kind of stupid, like honestly maybe even pretty stupid. Yeah, in a way that is both funny without ever being condescending mm-hmm. and like genuinely heartbreaking. Yeah. And, like, he does this thing with his eyebrows where, like, the the middle, like, both kind of point up in this way. And it's, like, just the perfect, like, confused, hurt, like, puppy dog face. I don't know how he does it just from, like, a musculature <laughs> perspective. But it is, like, just look up, like, Colin Farrell eyebrows. And, like, <laughs> like it's, it's the best um, facial. I'm going to see if I can pull it up. Yeah. Um, I think I know the facial because I've watched the trailer several times. Yeah. I was trying to convince M to watch it. Um. And then we ended up watching. Well, you know, we we ended up starting, but we didn't finish it. Uh, I started showing her um, Chinatown. Mm. She's a big fan of Chinatown. I was, I was thinking about Chinatown when you were talking about the pistachios. Like, <laughs> um, there we go. That face. Oh, that's incredible. Just like, this is a perfect visual how, bit for a podcast. How do you how do, I you do that? I almost feel like that has to be like a makeup job thing, right? It has to be. Yeah. No, because there's no... Because how do you even... How? Yeah, I don't know, but it's it's beautiful. But like, it, and like, he's really good. And the, su- the supporting performances are really good too. Like Barry uh, Keegan mm-hmm. was in uh, Green Knight. Plays yeah. like the like even like the one stupider guy on the island and it's like also like 
also just like really funny, but then also takes like a really unexpected but effective like turn to like serious heartbreaking shit right at the end. You're like, oh fuck. Um, yeah. But he's really good. Carrie Condon, who plays his sister, is really good. It's just it's a very good movie. Yeah. Should be watched. I think it's on HBO at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. like a, you know, it's a good two hours. It's like it's it's funny, and then it gets really violent and sort of you know dark, but like in a way that feels earned and like. Yeah, it's just it's it's you know a thoughtful, entertaining movie. I think I think I'm gonna reward myself once I finish my paper with that. There you go. I recommend that. Mm. Um, and then uh, the Fablemans, the new Spielberg movie. That's sort of like semi-autobiographical, um, which weirdly like didn't seem to make any kind of splash outside of like. I mean, I know people don't go to the movies anymore, but it's yeah. like you know it's a Spielberg, Spielberg movie. Yeah. yeah. But it's like, it's him, you know, making a movie about, which, and I, based on this pitch, I could see why people wouldn't be interested, but it's, it is actually like interesting. It's him making a movie about his own childhood. Yeah. But like, turns out dude had an interesting childhood. Yeah. 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 I know I had heard some things like, mm. like, like that was like one of the, yeah, like he had kind of a rough one. I mean, we're not like rough as in like it was like poverty stricken or anything like that, but like it was like weird. Like, yeah, I mean, it was like parents divorced or something. Yeah, and it's and like that's the kind of thing that like people have been talking about. How like clearly like you know his parents got divorced, and it's like clearly something that is has informed a lot of his movies, like which all all seem to deal a lot of which seem to deal with in one way or another either divorce or parental abandonment or something, yeah, or the Holocaust, or the Holocaust. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, but the and I don't think this is a spoiler because it's not like at the end of the movie and it's also something that's been talked a lot about in, in, in inter- interviews. But what what happened apparently is he you know was someone who unsurprisingly was pretty obsessed with making movies and would like make a lot of movies like you know just like home movies and was editing a home movie about a camping trip. At least I don't know if it was I believe it was and people have gone back and apparently this is all true. Like it's what's depicted in the movie apparently it's pretty faithful. Um, was editing a movie about his like family camping trip and realized that his mother was having an affair with his dad's best friend. Wow. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Buddy. <laughs> oh like, no. Yeah, that, that would have a strange relationship to both family and the movies if you know that was kind of my. Origin story, like a, like a teenager, still too young. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that, I don't think there's a good age for that. There's yeah. never a good age. You should not be the one finding out about. Yeah. That. Oh, that's too much. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well. Shit. Yeah. That's. I'm not gonna watch that movie. That's too sad. That makes me so sad. But it, I mean, it's it's also not like. Uh, I mean, it is obviously dealing with some heavy stuff, but it's also like. A fun, funny, like emotionally engaged. Like it's not like a tough okay. watch. Okay. Like okay. it is. It is. You know, it's still a Spielberg movie. But yeah. So like, I mean, I, I love Spielberg, but he's also like a dude who like he he tells you how to feel in yeah. most of his movies, and he's really effective at that. He can you know play audiences like an orchestra, you know, or like a conductor. Yeah. Um, like Lydia Tarr. <laughs> but like this is, I think, one of the like most ambiguous movies he's made like there's this scene towards the and like a lot of it also is about like filmmaking obviously yeah. and like there's this scene towards the end where like he's made a movie about like about 
and sort of starring the mechanics of it are hard to get into, but about like one of his bullies at his school, because he's, you know, gets some like anti-Semitic bullying mm-hmm. and like, and the two of them like talk about like, why did you make a movie about where, where I looked good? And it's this really like complicated converse, like conversation about like, with all these weird undertones that, I don't know, it's, I, it's hard Wait, to, a movie where, what? Where he looks good? Yeah, so, I, I shouldn't, I don't know, it's too much of a thing to, oh, too, too big of a bite to, to, like, I shouldn't, the point is, they're just, it's, it is a complicated film that, like, also feels like self-critique in some ways. Mm. It, we, it's, there's, you, you know what we can do? We can have a phone call and you can tell me about call. it. Legit, legitimately, there's too much to talk about with the movie to talk okay. about here. But, okay. but it is, it, it, I only mention all of that just because, I think, one, people either didn't hear about it or got the sense that it was like some like magic of the movies schmaltz, which it yeah. very much is not. Yeah. Um, so that's it, another one I recommend. Um, last one, just because I feel like we have to talk about it. And there, obviously there are a million other movies. The only one I ever want to like spend any time on is the new Avatar. Oh, which, I haven't seen it yet. It's good. I think I like... It's better than the first? I think I enjoyed it more. I think some of that might be like um, the context is a little different. Like it yeah. just, it feels like Getting a well-made blockbuster, even though half of all movies or most of all movies are like, blockbusters now, yeah. it feels like getting a well, like one with like genuine craft behind it, is a little rarer. Yeah. So I might appreciate just appreciate it more. But like, yeah, it worked for me I, in a lot of ways. You know, we we talked about the original for a long time. A lot of my reactions were about the same. Like, I think that it's really well just constructed at a technical level. Mm-hmm. Um, it is. Very entertaining in a lot of places. I think it's a little too long. I think the Navi are still a little kind of boring. Yeah. That's, but, like, I think that... And that comparison is made worse by, like, just how interested he is in all of the, like, grunt shit that he ostensibly hates. Yeah. Like, he... Like, I don't... Like, you're, you're talking a lot about how much you hate the Marines, but you also depict them in, a, in very considerate detail. Yeah. Like, you're depicting how much... How awful they are, but, like... You get, there's a lot of, like, detailed specifics on, like, the Marines that, like, you don't really get with the Navi, who are just kind of like, you know, they're, like, perfect indigenous tree people. I don't know. Yeah. 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 It, it feels like kind of a stoner, again, kind of feels like a stoner dad's, like, this is what, this is what a real life would look like. Yeah. But in a way that's maybe a little condescending. Yeah. Whereas the Marines, like, are so specific and detailed down to, like, dude, there's, there's, like, a, uh, so they have like you know Avatar Marines in this yeah. one, and like but there's one that's it was like made like Avatar sized Oakleys, <laughs> and like and like they're out like it's about like you know Stephen Lang is in it, and Stephen Lang is legitimately fucking great. In it. Oh like, yeah, it, one of like an all timer villain performance, but like so specific and human and still so evil. Yeah, and like he, you know the, the, his half of the movie is about him out in like out in Pandora doing Project Phoenix shit. And like, there's this little joke that I didn't notice until like way into the movie, where like the like the like team tag that their like their team has on like their body armor is literally it just says Project Phoenix. <laughs> it's just like yeah, no, that's what it is. Yeah. So like his politics are good, but like again, it's like it's like if you cut out like wait, wait, it literally says Project Phoenix. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, again, like I like as as like much as I love the like you know beautifully rendered like making friends with a whale sequences like could maybe do with like a little more like compressing on that end just because it feels a little it's silly it doesn't happen. 
it. Yeah. It's not that. Yeah. I'm guessing, are these like weird Navi whales that like live not in water or do they live in water? Well, they do live in water. So, so, so yeah. He had, to, he had to get into his second major obsession, which is water. He's, so. The man is obsessed with the, which I get. And, and, like, the, like, even, like, the climax of the film is basically him redoing the back half of Titanic. But, it, like, it still works. I'm like, yeah, it's still good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that yeah, movie, yeah. you're right. That, that was cool. And that both yeah. 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 I, I bet you he almost drowned. At some point in his life. I, yeah. I, I guarantee. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Like, like, that is my. Because that's, that's his origin story. That's his Spielberg dis- discovering I, his I, parents' gene. I, I bet you it was. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I have my weird fascination with the sea. Mm-hmm. And that started when I almost drowned. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. And listen, James Cameron and I, we got a lot in common, right? <laughs> we got a lot in common. Two divorced Canadian men. There you go. He is Canadian, right? He is, yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's uh, that's my, my actual reading of the film. That, yeah. Um, Jake's only discovering the wonders of... Uh, Pandora is a metaphor for James Cameron discovering the wonders of Hollywood. <laughs> There's so many different kinds of salads you can eat. It's it's so funny how that actor that plays Jake Sully has now just been in two of some of the highest grossing movies of all time, and I have no idea what his name is. Sam Worthington. Yeah. I mean, he, he was in, like, after the, or around the time of the original Avatar, he was in a bunch of other movies, because people were just like, I don't know, I guess. Yeah. Like, he was in the, like, Clash of the Titans movies. I want to say, he was in some other stuff, too, I want to say, but and I, I think he is better... Yeah, he's in uh, Terminator Salvation too. Okay, so these are wrong. No, I'm not saying they're good movies, but he's in some big movies. Like he got some heat off of Avatar. Okay, but, yeah, 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 yeah. But 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 people can be in movies. Right? Yeah, I, th- I will say I think he is better in this one than he was in the last one. It's still not like the best performance I've ever seen. But like there's there's a little more shading on it. Okay. Yeah. 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 What have you been watching? Uh, so I watched uh, a prayer before dawn for the. Uh, eight millionth time. Yeah, I was gonna say. I was gonna say for like the seventh, eighth, and then ninth time. That's like Indonesian bare, bo- bare knuckle boxing. It one. is. It is. It is in Thailand. Thailand. Excuse me. Yeah. I saw. Yeah. I think. I think I watched the back half of that with you. You did. You did. Well. Well. Here's what happened. So you came in to me watching it, and I was doing push-ups as I watched it. That's right. And you were like, you laughed pretty hard at that. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, then we, yeah, and then you did watch the back half of it with me. Yeah. And then it seemed, uh, it seemed fine. Yeah. I, I would say it's a solid for for me, it's a solid like seven and a half out of ten. Okay. You know what I mean, right? It's it's not That's also extremely your shit. It is extremely my shit. And honestly, since then I've started doing Muay Thai. And today I took a Muay Thai class. <laughs> All right. I don't know if you saw, but I'm wearing a Muay Thai shirt. Yes, Matt, I noticed your kickboxing shirt. I absolutely it's Muay Thai. It says kickboxing on it. Yeah, well, that's okay, but that's a that's but we're being specific. It's, okay. the, art of, it's the art of the eight limbs. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. I, I I'm a nut boy yeah. now. Enjoy your kickboxing class, Matt. Re- repeat after me. That's my purse. <laughs> I don't know you. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. In the class I was in today. Uh, like, like after we after after we ended, these two guys these two guys were literally sparring each other, and they kept yelling, "That's my purse! I don't know." <laughs> Beautiful, I love it. It's so good. It's also very funny when you get like a fat instructor. You're kind of like, hmm. <laughs> it's like getting a skinny chef. <laughs> exactly. It is. It's kind of is, but they know how to teep. 
Ooh. So yeah, no, uh, uh, but then um, I think it was so that last night or the night before, I I, I rewatched a field in England. So mm. I was just I was just like, I kind of want to watch a field in England mm-hmm. again. And I was like, there has to be a way to watch this for free somewhere, and there was. So no, keep going. Keep yeah, just maybe think of something. Yeah, and so I watched it again, and it really is like such a weird movie it is it is because you hadn't seen it before i assigned it right i had not no yeah and it is so strange uh but you know ben wheatley i mean it is it is it it, it, it's it's it it is a it's a it's a wonderful movie about friendship and um i don't know i was always just kind of taken aback how like there was like oh yeah this is like a smart guy Right? This is like the smartest a person could possibly be at this time. And he's just like, and he's just like, and he's just like, yeah, you look in this mirror, you can see the future. <laughs> yeah. But ben, ben Wheatley has a weird career. He has one of the strangest careers of all time. I mean, let's not overstate things. Just toggling back and forth between these like ultra low budget, like quasi horror things. Yeah, like, like, I don't know. I guess I'll make a Netflix Rebecca movie. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. You know, do you know what he is next slated to direct? What? Well, just take a guess. It's a not... type of thing. Okay, well, it's not a superhero movie, is it? It's not a superhero movie. It is weirder. No, it's not. I don't know if it's weirder. It is dumber. What? The Meg Two. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of really want to see. That. <laughs> I know that was kind of my reaction too. Like the yeah. Meg, the Meg movie is like. This isn't like this is a dumb movie. It's not quite dumb in the way I want it to be. Yeah. And like you could like you could make a fun dumb movie out of this prep this premise, and you like almost got there, but like you whiffed a little bit, and like yeah. he could he could be really right or he could be really wrong. Yeah. Like if he just like embraces what it is. Yeah. And is like let's just have fun with this. Yeah. But he could also be like, let's class this up. And I do not think that is the way to take him back. I do not yeah. think that it. Well, wait. Well, what was this movie like Into the Woods or whatever the hell? In the Earth. In the Earth. Yeah, yeah. Did you ever see that one? I did. I, that was actually one of the first movies I saw in a theater like post-COVID. Yeah. Um, and it was like, it was, I enjoyed it well enough. It definitely, like, there was a moment where I was like, okay, Ben, I've gotten some of your tricks. Like, you can't, not every movie can have a strobe light sequence in it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. but, but, God damn it, God damn it, you want to know what Ben Wheatley says to that? <laughs> says, fuck you. Yes, fuck you. It would, be, it would be very funny if the Meg just <laughs> had, like, aggressive, like, strobe, like, seizure sequence yeah oh. well what was nice about ben wheatley is that he's very considerate because he will put a warning at the beginning you legally have to <laughs> that's being considerate i remember seeing that before i watched a field in england for the first time and i was like how huh how yeah. huh? huh and then and then i saw it before i think i think they did it before uh, uh in the field and i was just like yep nope i no nope. <laughs> ben i know yeah Oh man, yeah, no, yeah. But so I watched that, and then yeah, and then I posted a a picture of um of them using uh, Whitehead as the um, as the human uh, divining rod, mm-hmm. and then while chasing after him, and I uh, posted that to Instagram and said hey, TGIF. You know, I I just saw this on Twitter, so maybe it's bullshit. <laughs> like apparently, it's still like 
fairly common to use dousing rods in England. Yeah. Oh, yeah. no, I saw that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah, the person, person was like, yeah, this guy was trying to find my waterline and he brought out a dousing rod. <laughs> and then it was just like, and then it was something like eight out of ten of like, of like, <laughs> of like the like main municipal ones. Yeah. It was just like, but then like there were like, they were like hilarious. Like, I think like the, like the one for like Cornwall was just like very just like no, we've never used them. Yeah, or something like that. Yeah, but then I think like Northern Ireland was just like, oh, that's just the tip of the iceberg. <laughs> Deeply unserious country. <laughs> just, they just they still won't build stuff in Ireland because of the Fae. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. It's like a real thing. Do you see their little, their, I'm, I'm, I am allowed to say this because I'm part Irish, their hobbit prime minister wanted to ban homework. <laughs> Which I don't even, the ban homework thing, whatever. It's just, like, I like I, I knew what the president of Ireland looked like, and then I saw him again, I was like, that is a hobbit. That is a hobbit. Like, I know we're, you're, I know we're not supposed to stereotype us, but come on. He's one of the fae, clearly. <laughs> Maybe they're right. They're right not to build in places. <laughs> well, I remember, I remember making a joke like that to 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 a woman from the Republic of Ireland, and she was just like, "They're real." And it was just like, "Okay." okay. There is there is someone I know who who. This that's an off the mic thing. <laughs> well, no. Do you remember when I was so sleep deprived, I started seeing fairies when I went down yes. that fairy rabbit hole? Yes. Yeah, that was a real moment where I was just like. All right, I need to. I need, you to, need to get it together. <laughs> Tonight, maybe I'll just sleep Maybe. Okay, I think we're done here. All right. So you want to pick ones for next time? I guess we should do that. Oh yeah, yeah. We should do that. Um, I am going to pee. Mm. Here you pick. Here you pick first. Okay, so I'm going to give you a variety of options. Okay. Uh, sort of sexy, creepy thriller. Um, thinky sci-fi. Cranky old man western. Uh, cranky old man just sort of drama about how TV is bullshit. Um, is the Cranky Old Man Western going to be Unforgiven? Because I've no, seen it. Okay. it's not. Um, or uh, sort of kind of comedy-ish, romantic comedy-ish movie about capitalism and sexism. Hmm. Or, ooh, okay. Or a, uh, the most narcissistic musical ever made. Even the most narcissistic musical ever made. Okay. Uh, your film is All That Jazz. Oh, I have picked so poorly. I... Have you seen it? No, I just am going... We can do another one. No, 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 no. I'm just going off the name alone. No, no, no. I've picked. I've picked. Plus, something... I don't know if she's asleep, but something tells me Emily is going to love it, so... Maybe. It's... It, it, the dis, 
I wouldn't base too much off the title. It's from, I'll say it's from the 70s, and it's very 70s. Okay. Well. Well, we'll see. Okay. All That Jazz. I'm watching All That Jazz. And you, my friend, I feel like we've, I've assigned you too many Chinese movies. So. Have you? I, I, we, we went down a little kick of them, did we not? Did we? Did we not? What Chinese movies did you give me? Did I give you a bunch of Chinese movies? Let me... I'm going to look through our history because I'm genuinely, like, a little baffled. Hold on. Okay. I do not remember you... Like, do you mean, like, Rush Hour? <laughs> yes. Uh, I mean, you gave me Tetsuo, which is not Chinese. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. Come on. Hold on, buddy. Um... We have to talk during this. <laughs> yeah, so far, I'm, I'm down like, I'm... You ever seen the movie Ronin? I have seen Ronin. That's a good movie. It is a good movie. Um, oh, if another one... Mm, no, I'm not going to change. But, okay. Yeah, I don't see a single Chinese movie on here, Matt. I, I got to be honest. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought I'd send you way more Chinese movies. Well, you have... A, it looks like assign me zero. But I didn't decide... Okay, well... Fuck it, you wanna watch Drunken Master? Sure. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's uh streaming on Prime. Okay. So join us next time for all that jazz and Drunken Master. Never mind. He's gonna he's gonna watch the Pink Panther with Steve Martin. Okay. Bye bye. Love you. Bye bye. <laughs> Stay back. Bye bye. Love you. You know what? Fuck it. I don't want to talk about all the all that jazz this much a month anyway. Too uh, I don't know. Too much. We'll Thank talk God. about it one day, and you'll know how too much it is. It's a great movie. Legitimately one of the best. Movies ever made, one of the best musicals ever made, certainly. But I just don't feel like it this month. We are doing The Man Who Shot Liberty Balance by John Ford. Let's go. All right, so, yeah, we lied. Bye-bye. Bye. What are you waiting for? Bomb it. This is not natural, man. It's a great outdoors. It's fresh air. Look, Tommy, we know you're getting a hard time off Lizzie, but there's really no need to take it out on us. Doesn't it make you proud to be Scottish? It's shite being Scottish! For the lowest of the low! The scum of the fucking earth! Most wretched, miserable, servile, pathetic trash that was ever shot in civilization! Some people hate the English, I don't! They're just wankers! We, on the other hand, are colonised by wankers! Can't even find a decent culture to be colonized by. We're ruled by a few assholes. It's a shite state of affairs to be in, Tommy. And all the fresh air in the world won't make any fucking difference. Pull a nose, 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 pull a
Hola, no sé, 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 h